Let me ask you, are you someone with hair? Well, if you answered yes to that question, do I have the product for you? Visit ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off because the goal with Modern Mammals is to try and keep your hair and head natural. Since I've been using it, that's exactly what I've experienced. I very much prefer it. I don't know if I'm ever going to switch back. Probably not, to tell you the truth. And this means that it doesn't distort your pH balance and natural oils like shampoo would. Unlike shampoo, the products don't have a harsh detergent that suds up and dries out your head and hair. It's just lighter than traditional shampoo. And unlike conditioners, it doesn't leave hair limp and frizzy. Like, you don't want that Seinfeld in the shower like Rory McIlroy had it once too, where it's just like a, a mop on your head. You don't want that. And if you use modern mammals, that's not going to happen. It's designed to make your hair feel thicker. And my hair at the moment feels so thick, you can't even pull it out. Plus, the products are easy to rinse out, so there's no leftover residue to weigh hair down. So, Go to ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code MAYO. Don't forget to use my promo code MAYO so they know I sent you. More details in the description. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Week 11. Picks against the spread, free money teasers, and a cussed corner. Few things before we get started. One, smash the like button for the episode. Time code us in the comment section. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. And I'm asking all of you out there, video watchers, audio listeners, if you could, please go rate the Pat Mayo Experience five stars on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, say something you enjoy about the show. Uh, it'll take you like 30 seconds, and it will severely help us out. We got like another week or two to press this. So if you've never done it before, please go do it. If you have done it before, just you know, copy and paste the same thing you did before, and it looks like a new review. So we're going to be off to the races with that. The Listener's League link is available in the description of the video right now. $15 to play on DraftKings. No rake, thus making it the best tournament on DraftKings. And sub to the newsletter. You can always get this show a night in advance for the video version, if you sub to the newsletter, you'll get, you know, you open up your email, boom, you can watch the show on Tuesday evenings instead of having to wait like a jabroni for Wednesday morning. Next week, we will have two spread pick shows, one with Thanksgiving only and one with the rest of the games, as Jeff Feinberg can attest. We just scheduled before we started the show. Yes, we did. Next week, Thanksgiving. Um, so Tim will only be able to give you one winning teaser per show next week friends well i guess that's true because he has the pilgrim parlay remember his john wayne impression last year how awful <laughs> that was of course how could i forget yeah i will probably have to have some sort of thanksgiving tim cuss corner too i think he ranked the best foods at thanksgiving last year so that one's off the table so he's really gonna have to get creative to have something new so i suppose we should introduce the other characters paul is behind the camera the coin after two nice weeks in a row, well, one really good week in a row, and then a not-so-great week last week, but still currently pulled ahead of in the standings, the coin is ahead of Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That's perfectly fine. I don't have to be secretariat leading the Belmont from wire to wire. I, I can catch up 
in the back stretch. So uh, that's okay. Let the coin be where it wants. Uh, it doesn't watch the game. So I'll, I'll catch up to it in the end. So are you saying that you'd be better off not watching the games? Sure. That's what I'm saying is that so far this year, not watching the games has been better for the coin than me, but uh, whatever. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm in a good mental space. I'm feeling good these days. I'm excited to talk about these games, even though this board is terrible. Well, uh, to update the standings, Tim is in last at 70 and 80 for the year, coming off a 4-11 week. That's back-to-back four-win weeks for Tim. The coin was 7 and 8, 76 and 74, two games above 500. Jeff was 8 and 7, now 10 games above at 80 and 70. I squeaked ahead by one by going 9 and 6, 81 and 69. I run the super lock record to 9 and 1. Jeff is 7 and 3 in cussed. Putting all that faith in Russell Wilson coming off the injury did not work out. Four and six lost the teaser because of a tie in the Pittsburgh and Detroit game. Three and eight for the year. Still his best year ever. Uh, one more win will actually clinch it being your best year ever, Tim. 12 and nine. You are having a great year. I, I like to think so. And uh, I've put together a nice money line parlay for the people this week that I think can't miss. Is it a money line parlay <laughs> of Atlanta, the Jets, the Texans, and Jags? For that 80- would be a very aggressive money line parlay. 120 to one, I think. I bet you it's more than that, but uh, whatever. No, it's not my play. Okay, so Jeff, before we get into this, I did want to point out, remember when uh, Tim was talking about the playoffs two weeks ago? Correct. Uh, I looked at the advanced lines for next week, uh, and Houston is favored by three points over the Jets already. That's a tough scene. <laughs> That's a real tough scene. It's not great. Not okay. great news. Whatever. Like the if Zach plays well this week, then they'll be favored. Like whatever. Are are we getting <laughs> Zoomer Zach back? Because I what happened to Magic Mike? Mike had a tough week. The Buffalo Bills defense played marvelously, and he threw a couple of bad passes. Uh, like Buffalo's a tough opponent. What do you want me to say? It's actually crazy that Tim was acting like he was a Chiefs fan. In the sense that you could see why Chiefs fans were like, screw you, we're still going to be fine. Win, 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 win. Like, I guess, you know, they have the real Mahomes and they can do that. And that makes total sense. And I'll say the kingdom is, you know, the kingdom's been looking for revenge from people. They didn't come for me because the whole time I've been saying, like, they're going to come back and, and be fine. The only person on the Chiefs I was mean to was uh, Mahomes' little brother. But Tim literally spent two weeks talking like he'd been to three consecutive Super Bowls and the, the confidence in the wins are warranted. I, he I, told I, us they were going to win three straight terrible. games when they, we all knew advanced lines had them as 10-point underdogs. Okay, but like in one of them, their quarterback got hurt on the first drive. In another one, they won the game outright. And uh, they got destroyed. So in uh, last week, so they went one, one, and one because we got to throw one, the indie one, game and out. one, one, and one. I throw the in, I throw the indie game out. Uh, we won the Bengals game straight up, and we got crushed by Buffalo. So all right, whatever. Like that's okay. We're gonna go. There's not. I mean, here. you guys couldn't stop. There's nothing. Never mind. Yeah, the defense has been terrible. No, but I'm saying the like- indie game, like. Taylor, they were dominating. You could have played any score you wanted. They would have, they win. I mean, I know you're used to watching teams being unable to make a tackle on defense. So I get that you're frustrating and you're right. I, I do. And that's why 
I am pessimistic and paranoid. Well, you are extremely confident. Well, there's nothing to be confident about now. The year is over, and I'm just excited to see how the young pieces play out. And then we have two top 10, top 11 picks next year. We can invest those on the defensive side of the ball. And things will, and we'll have Carl Lawson come back, and things will be okay. 2022 could be a special year for the Jets if everything works out uh, well. <laughs> I hope so, but we're already at Thanksgiving, and there's 96% of the AFC year, in a playoff race, and you're year, not in it. This time next year, it wouldn't surprise me if the Jets have like an opportunity to like cement themselves as a playoff team this next time next year. But we'll, well see. I mean, but we'll see. I, I hope someone could like send me the links and send me the time code so we can make the super cut of you saying that the past six years or so. And uh, don't the Jets have the longest playoff drought in football? Yes, of course they do. You know that I know that. I know that you know that. You know that I know that you know that. So doesn't yeah, it coincide okay. with Pat Mayo's like rise? Also, it does. Twenty ten. <laughs> we only had one good year in that whole stretch too. It was the year that we would have made the playoffs and could have probably won the Super Bowl, or at least would have been competitive when Fitzpatrick threw six interceptions at Orchard. Would have won the Super Bowl. Well, if you remember the Bengals or the Steelers, go ahead and beat the Bengals in that playoff game that the Steelers get into. The Jets were better than that Steelers team, and the, the Steelers nearly beat Denver the next week. Anyway, things could have happened, and I don't want to talk about I don't want to, I want, why did you bring this up? Did you want to get me as annoyed and agitated as you're clearly feeling today? Because I guess mission accomplished, Jeff. <laughs> I was in a good mood, and you just decided to sour me. Okay, fine. You know, that, that's great. All right, fine. How was that Monday press conference, bud? Did you enjoy it? Did you really? How was that Monday press conference, bud? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> I Did still you learn a lot from that Zoom meeting? I still haven't. I still haven't seen it. Fact, I, so I, I don't know that you're not going to get it. That is just. A, it looks like I'm not. It's it looks like I'm not. It looks like I'm not. There's a good chance I'm not. Yeah, okay. Seems like I'm not. They really, they're not even budging. The only thing is like, yeah, it's pretty informal. It's on Zoom, and I'm like, for starters, it's always the owner's son. You'll have to call the owner's son to find out. If you can get a special invite to the Zoom, I would. You can mute me. I would honestly, like the, my eyes just rolled in the back of my head, thinking about having that sort of access. Like that's, <laughs> if I could just have that kind of access, be able to like loiter the sidelines and locker room, be able to hit up the uh, the uh, equipment locker. Uh, you know, for hoodies and stuff that that that's my dream. That that'd be my dream. That's I guess that seems like you're owning the team at that point. But I was going to say, are you Arthur Blank or Jerry Jones? Because that's what they get to do because they're billionaires who own football. Teams. <laughs> yeah, no, I just want to be there. How giving, can I get giving... the job where I get to swan around on the sidelines <laughs> during live play and, uh, you know, get to wear team apparel uh, at the stadium? Gee, how do I luck into that? You don't unless you're born into it or you purchase the team. And I'm the crazy one. This is why you're going to win the vote, Jeff. That's right here. This is why you're going to win the vote and why I'm clearly in second. I'll let you know, Jeff, that Tim has still refused to take a bet that he won't win most insane person at the Custody Awards this well, year. I think I'll win in the way that I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, so, so th this was the thing. It was proposed to him that he would have to bet on it. Uh, and he asked the person trying to make the bet with him. It's like, well, what constitutes a win? And the guy was like, if you get over 50%, then you lose. He's like, well, I want it determined based on how I perceive it. It's like, we're not making no, bets. We're not, we're not, we're not making bets based on your truth over here. My Tim. perception was if I don't get 50% plus one of the vote, 
then I win. Then that means a majority of people have voted for somebody else. So if I'm at 49% and the vote is... I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Everybody else, then I win. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. And I guess I knew this was going to come up today. It didn't have to, but you started it. (laughs) I just want to say... Like, this goes back to, I'm not crazier. You're just getting to know me better. I don't understand. People that think something that I've always had that I no longer have from something that I care passionately about is we is is weird. Like, it's the same I, what I say. I'm going to run for back. a first down. Like, I'm being chased by Bluetooth. Like, <laughs> this, this isn't even like in the top three probably weirdest things I'll do. And people You're are saying annoyed. this swings their vote. That is so, that's what's weird to me. Like, you think I'm going to go have bacon bits for dinner or something. Okay. Well, just you're annoyed because you're seeing on Twitter people saying to you that you're in second place. No, those are people who are attention seeking. And unfortunately, sometimes I give it to them who are trying really hard, though. You're trying too hard if you tell me, me trying to acquire something I've had about something I'm passionate about and that I enjoy. Like it also is a great, like, I don't know. It goes by in two minutes. I can go on a nice walk, listen to the coach. Like, I don't know. I enjoy that. You, the things you enjoy. I don't listen to music. Like that's what I like. I always had my sub cut the old way. And then that was taken from me. And they are telling me because I can't have my (laughs) sub cut the old way anymore. That I'm crazy for asking people to. It's the well, same. That logic. No, no, hold, hold on. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. No, that whoa, was years removed, and let, now let, the let, staff let, that let, currently let, work stop. there don't even know about it. Of course, anymore. they know about Full it. stop. I'm trying to talk to the people firsthand. I, I'm trying to cut this off before I'm complaining about it in eight years. Eight years. They stopped doing the subway cut the old way sixteen years ago. Sure. My point was that the logic it remains the same. Which no, is but is- the logic doesn't remain the same because Jeff has now been out, out with this for two weeks and you're asking people at Subway who may not have been born when the sub was cut a certain way to cut it that way. Why would they have ever heard of it? It hasn't been a thing in 16 years. First, of course, they've heard of it. Secondly, I'm why, sure why of course, please, please explain. The, uh, please explain. Because I'm sure people walk in there every darn day and ask at least one person a day at a normal subway that's that's trafficked. Somebody asks for their sub to be cut the old way because they're going to have the meatball sub or something. Of course that <laughs> happened. How couldn't that happen? Well, I well, since, I will since, agree. Hold on, with hold, on, hold, on, hold, on seem- hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to hear from the sandwich artists out there who watch this show or listen to this show. I need you to confirm this for me because Tim is just saying things at this point. You guys would actually know better than anyone else. So if you're out there and you're, you know, you have this in your ear pod, well, you know, people aren't going into subway at the moment. You got a break or something. Please tweet at me at the PME or email in the Pat Mayo experience at gmail.com. And let me know your experience with dealing with customers who want subs cut the old way and how often that actually comes up. Cause I'd actually like to figure out if this is true or not. Cause I've, Feel like I do is making it up. I do feel like people have t- like told us I work at Subway. I don't know what that is. Um, I will have to agree with Tim, even though it's not a I'm not going to Subway. If I did, I don't think I'd get the meatball. I probably just eat their water, uh, the, uh, the water sub, a.k.a. a turkey um, sandwich, which uh, that, that sounds sad to that begin good. with. It's not, the, it's not the sub to get. But but. 
I, that meatball sub should be cut the old way. Like 100%. that is a practical way for the meatball sub. Tim, you know, I'll give I'll give him that point. Also, Jeff, I want to say, hold on, Jeff. Before you say anything else, can you do me a favor and turn your turn your mic down? You're coming through real real loud now because you're getting all fired up. We did the mic check. You were not as fired up. Well, but this is his fault. Something might have happened in our. Uh, uh, well, now now we can't hear you at all. <laughs> Some. Oh, that better. It's a little bit better. Check check test test. Speak like we you're actually. Honestly, this is what you did before the show, and then you just started yelling. We could no, honestly scrap I, I the last twenty minutes and just start over again. I don't know if anybody would have missed anything. <laughs> Tim, can you turn yourself up a little bit, maybe? I never change my mic levels from what they are at. No, I'm fine. I because we were trying to fix something before the show, and I might have played with um, that, but it should be fine now. We'll just speak directly into the mic and let me hear you. Just like test the mic or say what I wanted to say. Say what you wanted to say and we'll see how loud it sounds. I really wanted to see a Monday presser after. It was the first time Staley seemed really upset after a game. Like in his presser. So I would have liked to have seen um, the Monday one again. I, I care, and it seems like all the other teams have theirs. So I just want mine. I don't think I'm going to win this battle, but I haven't really tried. I haven't thrown my punches yet, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not supposed to care. Yeah, that's probably the right way to look at it. You're probably not supposed to care. Paul, is he good with levels now or not? Okay, so Paul says, now that you figured out how to turn it down, can you just turn it up a little bit, but not quite to the level that it was before? Done. That sounded like... Yeah, we, we need more than that to hear you. Is that much better? See, that seems... Is that too loud, Paul? Yeah, you're back to where you were. In between the, those two places is where you want to be. That's where I feel like I am at right now. That's good. There we go. Paul says you got it all figured out. Let's jump into Thursday night football. The Patriots at Atlanta. Patriots riding high, coming off a big win. They are now seven-point favorites. Oh, the line dropped live as we were looking at it. I mean, we're going with seven for the show, but it's actually six and a half now that I look at it. Uh, 47 and a half is the over-under. Tim, we'll go to you, a resident Patriots fan who was getting really triggered every time that they got a first down on the weekend, although we continue to remind you that the Patriots are your only hope for your prediction that the Bills will not win the AFC East. But here we are, Patriots looking good going into Thursday night football. I guess my take here would be I'm taking Atlanta in the seven points. It just feels like the Monday night game all over again, where people are just going to look at this line and be like, that's not enough. I'm definitely betting on the Patriots. I'll take Atlanta and hope they can figure it out. Well, I want to take umbrage at the claim that I'm a Patriots fan. I hate this team more than I know what to say. And that's why it frustrates me over and over to see them succeed and see a very clear path for the Patriots to be in the Super Bowl now, given the nature of the AFC. Yeah, I mean, Patterson's not going to play. Uh, uh, no, he, it, no, that's not necessarily true. He was at practice today. Okay, let's say he does play. He's not going to be at 100%. And Atlanta has very few weapons to spare. 
Uh, the Patriots to win this game are the first end of a five-team money line free money parlay. Uh, I, I like the Patriots quite a bit in this game. I don't think the number is nearly enough. I just, I mean, obviously the Falcons are not as bad as they played last week and the Patriots are not as good as they played last week. But this spread is still wrong. It should be probably eight, eight and a half. So that there's some value on the Patriots. I think the Patriots win this game comfortably. I, I don't think, I think this is a Thursday night game. You might be able to tune out at, uh, at halftime, not because like it's a complete blowout. It's just like, oh, great. It's 13 to three Patriots. I know how this game is going to end and it's not going to end well for the Falcons. So yeah, I, I like the Patriots here. Okay, so the coin and Tim both taking the Patriots, Jeff. I'm going to take Atlanta, like I said, for no other reason that the line seems suspicious to me and I'm just going to go the other way on it. That's my entire reasoning. Um, and that's been working out for like the past two weeks. So hopefully I can keep that momentum going. Where are you go? Where are you at with this game? Okay, I love the Patriots, and it's really cool to see everything that's sort of going on there right now. And it's rinse and repeat the argument. Last week was probably the most impressive win. They just dominated on third down. They take the Browns right out of their element. They can no longer run the ball, and they just expose the shit out of the Browns. And that is a draw in, like, wild card weekend. Um, whether they win the division or not, you know, I don't know that they'll be able to have the wins to have the buy, although it's so wide open in the AFC. Anything is possible for a couple of teams. Now, maybe you feel like they're one of those teams and they play the Titans next week. I believe they do. If the Titans win next week, I think they are like a 90 plus percent chance yeah, team. To and have you know buy. what? I have a bet in my account for a buddy I made who makes golf bets for me on a certain site. And he's a big Titans fan, and he just had me bet them to be AFC number one seed before the season. And that was that was 15 to one, if anyone's curious what that would have been before the year. But now they're the clear favorite, and they have an easy schedule. And as Tim mentioned, if they can clear next week. That being said, could this be a look-ahead game potentially for the Patriots? I love the Patriots. I could talk about how much I'm enjoying them play defense and offense and how every week it's someone new on defense, making these amazing plays for them. Wow. But in terms of picking this game, I'm taking the Pat approach. Just feels like a weird one on Thursday night. They, they, they're training everybody, and then they're going to get on national TV, play a close game, right? Which I expect them to win right before um, what seems like a potential AFC number one seed hinge game, certainly for the Titans next week. What would you guess is the spread in that game right now, Tim? Patriots at Tennessee. It's in Nashville. Um, I would guess that the if it's in, I don't know. No, it's in. It's in Foxborough. All right, Patriots, so yeah, t- Tennessee at New England. Sorry, Patriots by three. Patriots by two, two and a half, something like that. What, what do you think it is, Jeff? I don't think the market. Is ready to buy the Titans, so I'll agree with what Tim said. You guys are dead on. It's two and a half right now. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of what the spread should be. The Titans just keep beating every good team. I mean, maybe it'll stop happening at some point, but there's it's getting to the point where the disrespect is actually kind of asinine. Well, they didn't cover the spread last week, so that's always no, nice. To, that's that, true. That's, that's always true. nice to see when your super lock is against the Tennessee Titans. No, I, I think the Patriots win this game. It just seems like one of those stupid Thursday night games where they'll just end up winning by four. And it'll never really be in 
it'll never really be in doubt for any time and they'll probably just have to take knees at the end of the game but they'll be content by winning with four I was really surprised to see the Patriots just completely paced the Browns last week I was way off on that game it was probably the game I mean a lot of us that we got the most incorrect and they're really looking like a very complete team at the moment so no but it's still week 11 a lot can change between now and even four weeks from now Tim were you on Atlanta last week was I on Atlanta last week? Yes. Was any of us? Yeah, I believe both of you were. I only got four games right. So I no, I, I had Dallas. Okay. Oh, I'm pretty sure I was on Dallas. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just trying to make the point as someone who was on Atlanta, as somebody who was on Atlanta, that I'm just able to use it as a total write-off, like a real, like, like a total write-off. And maybe that's me just trying to make, justifying my head why I'm picking Atlanta just ignoring a horrible game but I don't I don't even care bad spot game Dallas got whooped the week before their ex-coach is the defensive coordinator who was out for blood last week Atlanta was just DOA yeah so you and I both had Dallas Tim did have Atlanta plus eight and a half as I'm looking for Mark. now like that this Atlanta plus seven feels no different than me taking Miami plus seven and a half last Thursday like I have no. Oh, I think it's, I think it's significantly different. Why? Like everyone, everyone in the world picked Baltimore in that game. And my only reasoning yeah. was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go against the go against the grain here. Take Miami. I had no real reason to take Miami. What are you doing with your microphone, Jeff? I don't know. It it seems to be moving on its own. Like there's a ghost in here. Oh, is it is it hacked? <laughs> no, because it's not moving on its own how I want it to, but. I don't know. Seems like I got it good now. Yeah, just don't get too aggressive. I got rid of the spirit. Don't don't just get, don't get too aggressive with that mic and just start making out with it, and then it will just stay in the right place. Go to Sunday, New Orleans at Philadelphia. Tim and I were talking about this game on Sunday. Eagles favored by <laughs> one and a half at home right now. Over under is forty three and a half. Tim, what's this? What did I say the spread of the game was? You said it would be like Eagles by one or two, uh, given that uh, if if they were to, to beat their opponent and the, and the Saints covered but didn't beat the Titans, and that's 100% what it landed on, right in between one and a half. First bet I made this week, Atlanta plus two when it – or sorry, New Orleans plus two when it opened. So Saints for me once again this week. So I will take the Saints. Jeff? I'm curious how you think Jalen Hurts plays in this game. Now we're sort of – there's, you know, the people – like who believed in him so much um, are now sort of seeing like, see, I'm right. I'm right. And I'm not arguing. I pretty much drafted him across the board this year in, in my league. So maybe I am one of those people, but I'm really worried. This is going to be a tough game for him. I think it is going to be a tough game for him. The saints have one of the best defenses in the league. And the one thing that Philly has been able to do the past, I guess even three weeks, but <laughs> mainly the past two weeks against the chargers and against the Broncos is just, they're running the ball like 50 times a game. And, you can't do that against New Orleans. You're going to rush for like one yard per carry. So when that element of the game is out, I mean, that really opened up Jalen Hurts to start making some nice throws downfield. He, he was doing that last week. He looked really good as a passer. And you have to remember that Denver's defense, basically they've gutted themselves throughout the course of the season but through trades and injuries that they're probably not the same unit that a lot of people have in their minds. Or even when they go research stats, that the Denver defense that pops up, is like, oh yeah, it's slightly above average. Well, that was you know a lot of information from weeks one to five. We're not there anymore. Stuff changes. Uh, 
And I think that the New Orleans defense has been getting progressively better and healthier as the season has gone along. And just it just goes back down to it is New Orleans is probably going to win this game. Um, I'd rather still take I when I saw it was plus two, I took the plus two. I'd take the plus one and a half. I'd probably bet the money line in this spot. Uh, I think that the Saints are better than the Eagles. Advanced stats would agree with me. And Philly has been a team. Even we talked about Denver and Philly last week. Like those were the two most average teams in the league. I think they were ranked like 16th and 17th. Uh, in both DVOA by PFF, that was just the case for both those teams. And the Saints are better than that. They're a top 10 team. Uh, they struggle with Trevor Simeon to move the ball for 90% of the game, but the defense is still good enough that it's going to keep them around. That I think anytime that you see a plus next to their spread, you just take it and they can win these games outright. So the last two weeks I've been on, the Eagles have been involved in my super lock against them and for them, I won both. So I feel like I'm in this place where I have a good feel for them and I couldn't make a case maybe better than the one you just made. So again, yeah, give me, give me the, give me the Eagles and you better believe Pat. You're taking the away. Are you taking the Eagles or the Saints? Are you taking the Eagles or the Saints? Oh, sorry. Give me the Saints. (laughs) I, sorry, I got so excited to say what I want to say next. I, I, I'm really looking forward to the Chargers having two games in a short period of time versus the Broncos coming up. Because that seems like a team, despite that Dallas win, and maybe that can carry weight in the public as well, as you were sort of trying to figure out why your or Denver perceptions. But yeah, they seem like they're uh, a dead fish coming home here. Yes and no. The one thing that the Broncos still do really well is the main, it seemed the same reason that the Eagles were able to really keep pace with the Chargers throughout that game is that Denver's just going to run the ball as much as they want. And they're good at it. Okay. Well, to leave Denver to one side, since they're not playing in this game, <laughs> I'm going to take New Orleans and the number uh, against the spread and, and outright. I agree with what you said. Man, I wish Taysom Hill was starting the whole game because I don't trust Simeon at all. I know his uh, passing percentages were decent on Sunday, but every time he drops back, I just think, oh, my goodness, what are we doing here? Uh, this, and the Saints, for, oh, this from the same guy that started two Saints receivers in fantasy this week. Out of desperation, <laughs> out of uh, not wanting to ever leave a blank on my uh, on my bench, uh, which worked out great because uh, Marquez Calloway and Traquan Smith played well. But uh, anyway. I think I think the Saints are the play. I don't like I don't trust either of these teams as uh, as contenders. I mean the NFC, other than Detroit, every single team in the NFC, not in the Lions, has a legitimate chance to make the playoffs, which is unbelievable that 15 teams can make that case, and these are two of them. But like we got to start separating the wheat from the chaff here, and I think that New Orleans is a cut above Philly. Or so that's the way I'm going here. All right, that's a full sweep for the Saints. Three of us and the coin moving on to Tim's Super Bowl. The conflict at the Cust household. Dolphins <laughs> at Jets. Are you even coming over to watch this week? Or are you going to watch it with your dad? No, no, I'll be over to watch it. Uh, I, I'm sure I will get texts and I can just step outside and listen from a distance to hear profanity out of my father screaming. As, uh, he, my father loves to accuse the refs of trying to screw Miami all the time. Who does that sound like? Look, you know, these things are learned behavior. I will be the first to uh, to admit these things. are. Le- when I was little, he used to have this referee, a football referee that you could pull apart in multiple pieces. Uh, and when he'd get angry, he would like throw the head in one direction and the arm in another direction. And he always assumes that the league and the refs are out to, to, to screw the Patriots. Uh, sorry, to screw the, the Dolphins. Uh, this is a very interesting game. Uh, 
it really hinges upon whether Zach plays, right? I mean, like if Zach plays, I'd feel really good about this. He's had time to sort of get ready and prepare for a Dolphins team that, you know, let's be honest. Like they, they played their Super Bowl last week on Thursday Night Football. They played great. That's lovely. That, that was a cute win for them. But, you know, going up to, to New York, I, I, I think it's a close game. Uh, I think it should be Jets by three, not Dolphins by three. There's, there's not that much between these two teams. Certainly not enough to say that the Dolphins should be six point favorites on a neutral field. That's that's sort of silly. So that's that's no longer what this spread tells us, though. Like that's just well, okay. that, that just hasn't been the, the three points isn't a thing anymore. Okay, fair enough. I don't know what home field would be in this game for the Dolphins playing outdoors in colder weather. Compared, who knows? I mean, I guess you're just throwing a dart trying to pick that. I, I think the Jets cover the game. I think the Jets can win it. Maybe the Dolphins win it close, but in this situation, in a divisional game where Neither team's really going anywhere. Uh, you know, just take the points uh, between two disappointing teams. And if Zach plays, uh, I think you definitely want to take the Jets. But See, yeah, we, I, don't have a whole lot to, I don't have a whole lot to say. Jeff, we don't know who's starting a quarterback, but I would feel much better with Mike White starting than Zoom or Zach, wouldn't you, if you were going to take the Jets? Yeah, I certainly would feel better with White than Zach at this moment in time. Although I'm enamored with the Rex Ryan versus Robert Sala controversy going on in New York, or I should say V Sala family. And I would warn the Salas, listen, Rex ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but you're not going to win. You're not going to win a fight like this in the media versus Rex for many reasons. For starters, there's a whole generation of Jets fans and the majority of the ones that know how to use the social media or that actually interact with the team where Rex Ryan, good or bad, is the best coach that they've ever known. That's the case for me. And I have them, fond memories. Fond and taking memory. them to the only times they've been able to really smile like for multiple weeks in a row. That's a fight you're going to lose. Rex Ryan has a goddamn New York Jets tattoo. Okay. So he lives the gimmick. Okay, he lives it. His wife does foot fetish videos in the Sanchez jersey. Like, so you ain't going to win versus Rex. You got to fix your defense. We're going up, trying to battle Rex or your big brother, little brother, mom, going up V-Rex. Bad look. Bad, bad, bad look. Bad look. I'd like to see more fire out of Sala. I haven't seen it the last few weeks, and that has been disappointing. But Jeff makes the point, like, yes, Rex Ryan beat the Patriots in Foxborough in the playoffs. Rex Ryan crushed the Chargers in San Diego in the playoffs. He beat Pete Peyton Manning in the playoffs on the road. Like Jets fans, well, that didn't, well, the, by the end of it, uh, the Rex Ryan era had sort of worn its welcome out. We have very fond memories of the Rex Ryan era. Now, I got nothing wrong with Sala and Rex Ryan wanting to get into a tiff in the media. I mean, that's kind of interesting and fun to watch, but Sala doesn't have any ammunition right now. He needs to put some wins up, he needs to be fiery. Yes, we've had injuries. Yes, we've had problems. But that defense showed promise at the start of the year and has done nothing but regress. That has been very disappointing from my perspective. Obviously, we need to start investing on the defensive side of the ball more in the draft. But yeah, Salah can't, should not be picking fights or fighting back with Rex. Let Rex say whatever Rex want, wants to say. Uh, don't, don't fight that. Focus, even though it's fun for me to watch, focus on the game in hand. You're two and seven. Maybe you can get to five or six wins, fight your heart out, and, and see what this team can do. I, I, I don't know. It's just the whole thing is dispiriting. Uh, the Giants, you know, are a much better team than the Jets, and, like, there's no ink about the Giants this year in New York. The Jets are as usual. Like, they're the story, good and bad. 
Like Mike White stuff is in the Hall of Fame and they're on the back page of the New York uh, Post. And now like they're covering Sala fighting Rex Ryan and uh, Zach, everything Zach Wilson does is being covered. Like the Jets, as always, get all the ink, uh, which is which just, getting plenty know. of ink. That's just you living in your Jets world. No, you're no, actually, you're not actually reading the paper and you're living in your Jets bubble. Name one story that the New York Giants have been talking have been talked about the New York Giants all year. Give me one. I don't know. The coach said his headset didn't work, and it's been an ongoing issue, and he got made fun of for ten days. Did he get made he got made fun of for one day on Twitter? But that's because you're very insular and live on Twitter, and you think that that's what's going on. Yes, hot kettle. Anyway, Jets are going to cover. Jets can win. Dolphins are trash, of course. As always, the league loves to give our opponents extra rest before we play divisional rivals. And this is no surprise. The <laughs> Dolphins get to come off a mini-buy before coming into New York. Because God forbid we have a square seven days off yeah, a piece before a game. No, no, no. Now we have the easiest schedule, or second easiest schedule, but we played the hardest schedule in football uh, up until this point. Uh, so the league like front-loaded our season making sure that we would be out of it by the time the easy part of the schedule rolled around. We couldn't get any momentum rolling to start the year. So thanks, Park Avenue. Appreciate it. I'm going to take the Jets, too. I just Three seems like too much at home. These teams Jumbo are, Jets. These, these teams are pretty equal, and I'll win a bunch of money if Miami wins anyway. So why not take the Jets here? Maybe the Jets can lose by two. How great would that be, Tim? Heartbreaking. I feel like it's going to – the trouble will, will turn when we go to – South Florida, but not uh, not this game. How Jeff? How would you feel if this was the Tua breakout game? Like four touchdowns, four hundred and fifty yards, something crazy like that. How fun would that be? Yes, listen, nice to see Tua get some confidence last week versus Baltimore. Well, yeah, it's 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 rare for him to come into games. Usually, he's being benched halfway through. Uh, this the last week, uh, his finger was too sore it's to another start. Another win. It was, it's another it's, win on the resume, I guess. Not a not a starting win, though. I mean, like the wins that you were giving him that he started that they pulled him out of. The, you know, I, not, sorry, this is a different tally. Run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. It rent its own to a win loss. Yeah, whatever the arithmetic is to give two of victories, I guess. Like, you know, he's he's so hurt. Oh, but he deserves so hurt. victory. His finger's so hurt he can't play, but he can suit up and play as a backup. Okay, that's and, weird. And that's yeah. the Dolphins having their own things uh, and their own issues. Like suiting up for a playoff game and just sitting there with your Darth Vader mask on the whole time and not playing. Well, First he had time. an actual injury. He didn't play. He tried to play. I think he played a play or two and then said, I can't go. I mean, someone else had a torn ACL and played anyway, so I don't know. Yeah, I think it's actually easier to be a drop-back quarterback, statue pocket passer, to play without an ACL than a guy that can move sideways and forwards at the same freaking time, Tim. Okay. Dr. You're, Anderson. You're right. You're right. I'm Tim, I think, said it. Pat alluded to it. I don't know what to do here. I'm just going to take the three points. And I believe Miami comes into the game like the Jets are people like, they're horrendous and Miami's all of a sudden like good. I think that's a little oh, over. That's been the story of the NFL this week. Well, I Multiple think that, articles have come out about how the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs or the Dolphins are like. I haven't a, seen that article. I yeah, saw had an article about it. The Miami Herald had an article about it. I sent it off to, to people. People like we saw one of our one of our one of our viewers 
their one of their friends encapsulated this view by picking the Dolphins win every single game for the rest of the regular okay, season. Okay, Tim, you, you, Tim, you, 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 you got to stop bringing that up as a point in like for you. Yes. The guy was clearly doing a you parody. We just beat the Ravens. All right, hear me out. Three and seven. We get the Jets on the road next week. That's an obvious win. Four and seven. Then who's going to play quarterback for the Panthers? I don't know. A win for the Dolphins. Five and seven. Then we get the Giants at home. That's obviously a win. Six and seven. Then the Jets again. Oh my God, we're seven and seven. We're right in the thick of the AFC playoffs. Then we get the Saints on the road. That'll be tough. No Jameis. That's a win. We're eight and seven. Then we got the Titans on the road. That'll be tough. No Derrick Henry. He matters. Nine and seven. Last game against the season, at home against Mac Jones, 10 and seven. We're going to the playoffs. That was a hinge game for the Dolphins tonight. I don't That's understand right. how you don't You're see that. You're saying that to try to take that piece who, of ammunition who, out of my Who, out of my who have you talked to who hasn't said that to you? You're all in on it like that to tell me that. I don't need to be validated on that. I know what's true. And you, you couple that with these other articles that have come out about how the Dolphins have such an easy schedule and the AFC so weak. So, yes, there's actually a real path for the Dolphins to make the playoffs. Dolphins, 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 Dolphins. That's all I've been hearing about for the last 10 days. I cannot wait them to come into Gotham and uh, to leave as losers. So, so that's what uh, happens so, when you go to well, Dolphins Reddit. Yeah, when you go to Dolphins Reddit, you hear Dolphins. this. But also at the same time is essentially someone wrote an article based on what you said about the Jets two weeks ago and just control f New York Jets out for Miami Dolphins. There were two articles. I sent you both of them. <laughs> and it's been all over the Reddit. And it's been... Anyway, people are fired up for the Dolphins. They're delusional. They're silly. And uh, they're about to come to grief this week. Well, they, are the Jets going on the money line parlay? No, they're not. Because so you, so you have no confidence. Not that much confidence, no. But Tim, they could lose by three. That can why happen. are the Dolphins like wh- the Dolphins do it? I'm just saying, like their home fans and their local paper does it. It's delusional and silly, but you do it. We all tell you you're delusional and silly. And you kick and scream until you give up a 50 burger and relent. Well, but look at the quarterback they have and look at the running backs they have and the receivers they have. And I'm sorry. I just, and they don't have a fan base. Like you, I've been to Miami to watch games. Like there's, there's just, there's nothing there. There's no emotionality. Uh, Like, I'm sorry. Like whatever. Just, I, I, it is silly. It is crazy. We're also much later in the season for all these people. And I think that fan we saw on Twitter is just a crystallization of a million voices who think the same thing, that the Dolphins so don't have another lock on the schedule. That's what they think. Well, okay. Well, guess we'll see, I guess. The proof of the pudding will be in the eating of it. We'll see if the Dolphins run the table like everybody thinks they're going to. Uh, we'll how about this, Jeff? I'm currently on Jets Reddit right now, looking at what they're posting about. Would you like to hear some of the stories? Hot topics on Jets Reddit? Sure. Um, Trevor Lawrence slash media bias rant about how this this might as well have been posted by Tim about how Trevor Lawrence <laughs> sucks and that Zach Wilson is being unfairly covered by the mainstream media. Well, that is true. Uh, that could be true. There is a tw- but Trevor Lawrence just gets no buzz whatsoever. No one talks about. He's Trevor not that Lawrence. good. He's not that good. Okay, but you uh, okay. as you said that. You know, you, people said that he was John Elway. Then someone sent you John Elway's rookie numbers and compared them with Trevor Lawrence's, and they were exactly the same. Okay, but when people said he was John Elway, that's not what they were meaning. 
they weren't they weren't making that uh, that comparison to say, oh, he's going to really struggle in the first season, but then watch out, he's going to go to like three Super Bowls in four years, like Elway did uh, as a young quarterback. Like, I'm sorry. Okay. Like, Th- this one just has a tweet of saying, I can't think of too many running backs who fell off as quickly as Le'Veon Bell. Lesson, never sign with the Jets. And then this person says, that's just the Jets living rent-free in people's heads. That also sounds like, this is really like, do you make all the posts on Jets Reddit? I wish I had that type of skill. I can't make memes the way people there make memes. But these are all I your talking. Just, do you just get all your talking points from Jets Reddit? No, it's just it's clear that we all think in similar ways about our franchise. Bomb squad. Again, that came out because look at the stats. In week eight and week nine, no NFL team had a better wide receiver core by the numbers than the New York Jets did. Sorry, that's what the numbers said. That wasn't my opinion. Okay. When was this? Between week eight and nine. That's what it says right on that tweet. For for those specific two weeks? Yes, they were the best receiving core in football. Bomb squad in those two weeks. That's what they (laughs) could have been. That's what things could have been. They obviously didn't turn out that way, but that's like that little thing in the window when you're thinking about 2022 and how special that year could be. It's games like that Cincinnati game and most of what we got from the Colts. Things could be really special. No, that tie with the the Two mediocre pitchers have two great outings back to back. Like, who gives a shit? I do want to say a couple things. One, who are you? Like, the shots you take at the Dolphins as if you guys are pretty or something. Like, no. Who are you? You're no, such a mean is, girl. You're such a, a mean girl. This is the crab in the bucket situation where we're both crabs in that bucket, and I'm watching the dolphins trying to climb out. So like a crab, I'm pulling them back down <laughs> into the bucket with me because who do they think they are? <laughs> I kind of want to switch my pick also, to the dolphins now. Also, the simple fa- – like. I just want to point out. We are never going to get through these games. No, I don't care. I want to point out, you spending any amount of time on Jets Reddit, surfing Jets Reddit to hear what other delusional fans have to say. Like, how is that less insane than me just wanting to hear what my coach has to say? You're right. I I, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what, what Mimi Maker, like, lowest form of internet people are saying. I just want to hear my accountable, articulate, respectful, well-coaching, well-spoken coach has to say. I, like, I listen. I know how how foolish of me not wanting like what everybody else wants, which is just a sideline pass to walk around during Chargers games and hang out in the equipment room. I'm sorry. I, it's silly. It was a joke. I was living my best life for a moment in my head. That's what would be. That's like heaven on earth. So sure. that included. Why even a Zoom password to get into the press conferences at that point? I'm literally just like four feet from the podium by that point, just hanging out. Do you have any idea how many subscriptions you're unknowingly paying for every month? You probably don't want to know that answer. So why not just skip to the part where you use Truebill and identify where you can stop spending and start saving? Truebill's the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. We all know this. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. 
Truebill has over 2 million users and has saved them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill, and I saved $840 a year on car insurance. So... Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Mayo. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Mayo. It could save you thousands a year. All right, well, let's go into some rapid fire mode now. Sorry, fans of the football team at the Panthers, where the Panthers are three and a half point favorites here. Looking like we're going to get Cam Newton as the starting quarterback who looked really good from one yard out against the Cardinals last week. You got Robbie Anderson a touchdown, Tim's guy. Carolina now occupies the seventh seed in the NFC right now. And if their defense can get healthy, they can get JC Horn back and the defensive line stays true. They can get the offensive line healthy. McCaffrey's back all of a sudden. Maybe Cam can be better than Darnold was. That wouldn't be super difficult to do. Then all of a sudden the Panthers are looking okay. Or do we, did anyone put any stock into what Washington did to Tampa? It was like, had they solved their problems no. or was that just a one week aberration? That's just Tampa not quite looking ready to play and Washington being very well prepared. That was just Ron Rivera putting together a marvelous game plan and everybody executing. Uh, like I think that's a Washington ceiling game. Like when they play their best, that's how they can play. And they seem to match up with Tampa. Well, we saw it in the playoffs last year. They nearly knocked off Tampa in the, in wildcard weekend. So it's just a weird circumstance there where Washington's just a good matchup for Tampa. Uh, yeah, I like Carolina a lot in this game. You mentioned Carolina being the seventh seed. They're right in the thick of it. I, I think they're still a cut below the Vikings and 49ers when it comes to teams fighting for that last playoff spot because of uh, the, the profound question marks at the quarterback position. But they played very well. Their defense is exactly the type of defense that can take you quite a ways in the NFL. They showed it last week. Uh I, I like them in this game. I think they they smother uh, the football team. I think they win the game uh, pretty 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 handily. They're the second team on the free money uh, money line parlay. I'm going the other way on this one, Jeff. I like Washington in this game. I don't know if I like to win outright, but three and a half seems like they lose by a field goal or they win this game. Like the part where the path where you really get to Washington, which teams really haven't done. Basically, since that Kansas City game, when everyone thought that Kansas City was going to drop like 80 points on them and it just didn't happen, that their secondary has been a lot better. Yes, I know that they've lost Chase Young for the season. That's obviously not good. They still have a good front seven, though, and Carolina cannot block. And the part of Washington's defense that you can really take advantage of is just attacking them deep. And I just don't see that with Cam Newton. That is not the game that they're going to play in Carolina now. If Cam's going to be their starter, it's going to be very run heavy. It's going to be very quick passing, maybe a shot or two down the game. But when was the last time that we saw Cam being able to complete passes more than 20 yards downfield? I feel like it was that game in Seattle last year on Sunday night, right before he got COVID. And I think he was still hitting Julian Edelman on passes, which feels like saying that sentence feels like it was 10 years ago, but it was actually just a year ago. But I just don't think that they are... They're a more of a grind-you-down type running team now that's going to play good defense and keep games low-scoring. At least that's how they seem to me if Cam is going to be their starter. So I'll take Washington to cover the three-and-a-half, Jeff. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on Washington. It's not like a super lock or even a game that I think I'm going to bet. But for office pool purposes, I definitely see the value that I think they're possess. Pat, let me ask you, what do you think the advanced line on this game was? 
Carolina by one. Okay, close, because it was Carolina by two. But Carolina beats Colt McCoy's Cardinals, and Washington beats Tom Brady's Buccaneers, and that's enough for this to go from Carolina minus one to Carolina minus three, three and a half. That seems weird. I don't agree with your assessment, or I should say Tim's assessment, where he agreed with the question where you were just writing off Washington's win versus Tampa as an anomaly. To me, that's a much more impressive win than Carolina had last week. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Washington here. Um, But yeah, that's about it. I, I don't know that I'm betting it. Washington at three and a half. I mean, it's a game that I'd be tempted to even put on a teaser right now. Yeah, I can see that. Tease them up to nine and a half, or would you do the full seven? Well, I, or six I, I, I pay. I probably pay for the seven pointer, but yeah. All right, Colts at Bills. It's actually a really good game. I was shocked at how big this spread was. To be perfectly honest with you, the Bills are favored by seven and a half at home. Are people really putting that much stock into them trouncing the Jets? Like, who cares? Uh, Fifty is the over under in this game. I make it simple for you. I like the Colts against the spread. I might even like the Colts to win this game outright. So. Even if they lose by four, lose by five, lose by a field goal, I think they're very much going to be in this game. I don't think that the Bills are going to have much of a solution to stop Jonathan Taylor. And the more that Taylor runs the ball, the more time comes off the clock, slows down the amount of possessions that the Bills can have, because that's really the Bills' best option uh, going forward. And that's how they generate so many points. It's a lot like Kansas City. And why you can beat Kansas City that way is continue to run the ball, milk the clock, limit the amount of times you actually have to stop them. The more shots the Bills get, the better they're going to be. But if you can hold them to like seven, eight possessions over the course of the game, keep it within a field goal, you're live to win this. Like we saw what I would probably consider to be a worse Colts team, kind of give the Bills a bit of a scare in the playoffs in Buffalo last year. And it feels like Buffalo was a better team last year, at least riding a bit higher than they are at the moment. In seven weeks' time, the Bills could be primed to go on this run to go to the Super Bowl. But I don't know if they struggle with Jacksonville, they struggle with Miami, and they beat the crap out of the Jets. Like, (laughs) great. This is a real team that they're playing for the first time in ages. Ultra-competitive Colts team. We've seen them even lose but play Rams and Titans. And uh, On Monday night, who was it? The Ravens, close. Yeah, give me Indy. Close game, playoff revenge game for everyone, but, you know, Phillip's not there anymore. So, yeah, I'm expecting a a four-quarter football game, maybe coming down to the very, very end. Game of the day, big screen. What the morning, I should say. Well, no, we got we got we for us, it's gonna be Jets Dolphins, obviously. Oh this will yeah, be well, that's second diff- that's different. That's yeah, th- different. Th- this will probably be second main screen for us. But when I did the lines at the beginning of the week, like when I put like when I went through and tried to guess what all the lines were gonna be, this is the one I was off on the most. I had bills by four and a half at home, not seven and a half. It, it, I'm rarely off by more than three points unless it's like one of those stupid like 17 and a half spreads. You're like, oh, I thought it was 14 and a half or something. Anyway, Tim, who are you taking? Indianapolis. Uh, you know my theory of the case. The Buffalo Bills struggle against teams that are physical and can punch you. And the Colts fit that bill. They are a tough, physical, hard-nosed team. Buffalo, despite being in western New York, despite all their fans jumping through uh, car tables, it's kind of a soft team. And I, that, that's just the nature of it. They're not a tough team. Uh I expect Indianapolis to give them a real scare. Maybe the Bills win the game outright. That could happen. I mean, it is a dome team 
going outdoors in blustery wind and who knows what kind of cold. So maybe the Colts lose, but uh, the Bills will have their hands full in this game. And I think Indianapolis should cover the number. Are you the arbiter of soft because you are so soft? No, I am not. I am not soft. That has been established. Did you admit or not admit by your own words that you have Kleenex thin soft paper or uh, skin? Sorry. I have tissue paper skin. Yes, because I bruise easily. Uh, I inherited that from uh, from my grandmother, who also has that tissue paper skin. Uh, If I trip or fall down, I have huge bruises. I can't help it. It's just I, I bruise easily. It's not my fault. Like I, you know, that's nothing to do with soft or, or tough. Like the person is born the way they're born. It's an immutable characteristic. I can't control the fact that I bruise easily. That doesn't make a person soft. I mean, that would, uh, that would almost like if we were to call a fruit soft because it bruised easily. That's like the definition of us calling it soft. Okay, but that's not a human being with the skin, and that's the way that 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 organ on my body works. It doesn't make me soft. I I, I, I reject that comparison completely. I don't know. Uh, and my you grandfather need, was need, the same you, way. You, my you grandfather need, also need, had that. Sounds like skin. you need to get hardened epidermis surgery, pal. <laughs> he, my grandfather also had that skin where he'd bruise easily if he tripped or something fell, like if, like if a cup fell out of the, the cupboard and hit, hit him on the arm like me, like that happened to me this morning. I have a bruise now because I tried to get a coffee cup out of the cupboard and it fell. It didn't break, but it hit me right on the arm, like on the forearm. And now I have a bruise here because that's where the handle hit me. Like you would think that wouldn't bruise most people. It bruised me because I have that sort of tissue paper skin. Like it happens, but that doesn't make a person soft. It's just the nature of their skin. Now, uh, I don't even know where we were going with this. Oh yeah. Is is, is this a real condition? Let's see. Thin skin, skin that tears, bruises, or breaks easily. I'd say bruise easily. Yeah. Bruise Bruise. easily. And then the next line in this medical report just says, thus making a person soft. It does not say that. You know, it doesn't say that. It does. I'm looking at it right now. The Buffalo Bills are a soft team uh, in comparison. So I think the Colts playing plus. Bills fans know that. They're terrified about it. They know it too. Paul, is that true? Do you know it? Paul says seven and a half. It seems like it's too wide. It seems like a lot of points. He knows. He knows. just get beat by the Jags, so. Well, and, and he just beat the Jags. So by transitive property, Indy better than Buffalo. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Detroit at Cleveland. Ooh, this is Ugh. fun. The Browns are favored by 10. 44 and a half is the over-under. It looks like we are getting Baker in this game, despite leaving the Patriots game with a knee injury. Poor guy is just a walking triage unit at this point. I actually kind of feel bad for him because he's playing for this like huge contract extension, but he's clearly not close to 100%, and it's just making him seem like he's terrible. But he, he gets all these toughness points, but that's not really translating into anything. But Chubb should be back this week. Detroit won their Super Bowl last week with a tie. Now they can feel free to go 0-16-1. Uh, so I'm going to take Cleveland to beat the crap out of the Lions at home. Minus 10, I'll take Cleveland. I want to pick a different game than you, Pat. I feel like we're way too on the same side. But I, I think Cleveland just annihilates Detroit this week. I do, too. Uh, this is a look ahead for Detroit. Their game is next week. It's Thanksgiving. That's their game to win. If ever there was a game to win, the Lions just need to get through this game to get to next week. Oh, uh, that, that's going to be so bad for Detroit when Justin Fields styles on them on Thanksgiving and everyone, and everyone gets to see it. That will be tough. But, I like I like the, the Browns in this game, too. 
Yeah. A lot of points, but I, I like him. I'm what happened to Cleveland on Sunday was probably feels like almost as damning a result as we've seen on the NFL calendar. Um, this it year. could just be the Dallas thing where Dallas gets blown out by uh, Denver and then bounces back against an inferior opponent the next week to a lesser degree. I mean, Cleveland's yes, yes, I know. And- I understand that, but I mean, just how Cleveland got dismantled once they sort of get down. 10 points they are like i don't know they didn't move anything and they've got a defense there they've got a defense that can listen the chargers lost by three points in new england it certainly felt like more we'll call it at least 10 because there's a garbage time touchdown Uh, like the browns shouldn't lose first down consistently with the personnel they have there at those front seven positions like the chargers and they were just getting abused. It was very weird. Um, but it's the NFL, like you guys, they'll bounce back, and Detroit won't have an answer for them in this one. You know, won't you know, this answer. early line didn't change. It was before last week's games, it was Cleveland minus 10. It's still Cleveland minus 10. Well, I just why would you like do you really need to make it the uh, 11, nine and a half, eight and a half to get people to bet the, the Browns? Like, I feel like this game will have the least handle of any game this week. Maybe people like for whatever reason people like betting on Detroit as a big dog this year because they well because they either because you know you know whether you're going to win within the first ten minutes of the game either the cover is obvious because the the Lions are going to play this I disagree they've had going to be a wrap covers it's going to be a so that's not and, true that's uh, not true at all week one against San Francisco yeah. when they covered they were losing by like forty at one point and well, then every, then, really every, then everyone thought they were going to cover against Green Bay in that Monday night game because it was like kind of close at half and Green Bay won by like twenty five. That's week one and week two. I, I I stipulate both of those. But since then, like, look at the games against the Ravens or look at the games against, like, they've been blown out two or three times recently. They covered a couple of games close. I, I just seems to me this is a team that you sort of know where you're standing pretty quickly outside of week one and two. And in week one, they kind of didn't even cover almost. No, they, they, they ran, like, 12 plays on their first four possessions. You almost looked like last week they were dead. And the problem was... Yeah, but you knew they weren't dead because Pittsburgh can't score. Yes, fine. I agree. And as someone that was on lucky to have the earlier line, not that it would have mattered last week, even we got the, the, the last line with the, with the Lions and the points, but that game went to overtime. And while in some ways, had the Lions won the game in regular, what, what I'm trying to say is the game goes to overtime. It's a very polarizing game. No one cares what the start of Chargers Vikings. That's at 405. And people just saw like, yeah, Detroit didn't lose, but people also got to watch how stupid they are at the same time. So that's why maybe the line didn't move. Maybe. A lot of people knew Detroit was stupid, but that, that that's fair. Yeah, but there was something to know it, and then you, like, watch it versus a team that you also don't want to respect at the moment in Pittsburgh. And I, I don't know. I guess there's enough respect in the market for the Browns. There's a lot of – listen, I'm not calling myself a shark. My friends that are, like, way sharper than me love the Browns, which made me like the Browns more. I lost on that one. I'm sure Patriots fan, like they always do. They're just laughing at everybody that sort of picks against their team with real money. Like a lot of us did last week, Um, you know, and and they always find a way, but yeah, I don't know. Someone that lost money on the Browns last week and just said it was as ugly a loss that we've seen on the calendar. I'm willing to go back to them this week laying double digits. So I guess that shows what I know. Or shows a lot more about me than anything else. San Francisco at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a six and a half point dog at home in this game. 45 is the over under. 
You know what's not bad all of a sudden? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is, is the clear answer to this, but Jags defense, surprisingly good again all of a sudden. I like the Jags plus six and a half. I think they can win this game outright. Big win for the Niners, Monday night, short week, travel across the country, early game. No one's going to pick Jacksonville. I'll take Jacksonville plus six and a half. I have San Francisco on the parlay. Of course you do. I love San Francisco. I mean, I we talk about hinge games. Like that game against the Rams could very well be a game that hinges their season. They're four and five. And I think that they, st- I mean, I know that they can still make the playoffs. They have that game next week against Minnesota, which is like, you know, like a de facto playoff game for both of those teams. Uh, I, I love uh, the Niners to get through Jacksonville here pretty, pretty easily. Jags played well last week. I don't know that they've got two really good games in them against two good teams. I like. Uh, hold, hold on, that's three really good weeks in a row because before that, yeah, they beat Buffalo. So, so, they, so they, then, they, if you're picking Jags, you're picking them to have to play really well for three straight weeks against three pretty good opponents. And I, I, I remain skeptical of this uh, of their abilities. And like the Niners have the better quarterback, so give me the Niners. Tim or Jeff, sorry. I don't trust the Jags. I don't think I'm betting on the Jags, but. Everybody just like it's typical. Everyone just watched San Fran look amazing in prime time against a team that has such amazing star power and fantasy appeal and sizzle. Now they go cross country laying a touchdown. Hate to do it because it's Jacksonville and you can lose by 30 and not be surprised. But yeah, give, give me the Jags. All right. Houston at Tennessee. Tennessee does not get their cover, but knocks off and Impressive Saints defense, at least, because uh, apparently New Orleans can't get a two and can't kick extra points. That's never good, but it did help us out on the spread. They're favored by, what do we got here? 11, sorry. 11 is the spread in this game. Uh, 44 and a half is the over-under. I kind of want to take Houston. Like, I have one. Houston feels like they have one path in this game in order to win. That Tennessee's run game without Derrick Henry is abysmal with all these losers are running out of the backfield who looks like they just look like their cleats are made of cement, whether it's Foreman or Peterson. And McNichols just doesn't even play at this point. That's not super encouraging. So this is going to have to be a Tannehill play action to A.J. Brown. And that's probably good enough to cover this number, honestly, against the Texans. But if you just go and, like, I watch a weird amount of the Texans, and I'm not entirely sure why. Uh, I enjoy betting player props for them because all their guys are like over under one and a half catches over under eight yards. So I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Like the biggest sweat I had all year was that bet that I lost with Jordan Akins, Tim. Remember how that like, into brutal. that I was? That was horrible. That was brutal. I, I'm with you on this. I mean, it's a divisional game. Uh, I think the Titans certainly win the game. I do not think they cover. I think the Texans lose it by 10, lose it by seven. And so, yeah, I'm with you. Give me the, give me the Texans. I expect it to be tight. Tennessee is you know probably the best team playing the best in the afc in terms of its opponents but they don't impress anybody ever and they, they haven't looked like they, they played great against the rams but the defense stole it uh they played well against the saints but you know they, they won it by two like I, I don't know it's hard to get a grasp on on whether tennessee is as good as i think they are or, or, or not but uh they win by seven here yeah is this the nfl the, hold on is, so is, is is this the team that beat the bills and beat the chiefs or the team that lost to the jets here's my path of why the i 
if there's the one path where the Texans can win this game, it's twofold. It's one, they get out to like a quick score, special teams, something really stupid. And then they get up like 10 nothing in this game. And that forces Tennessee to pass. Because the run game, it might be effective. It's probably not going to be effective. But the one thing that the Texans do well, the only thing, really, that they do well is that their pass rush has basically went from like 31st in the league the first five weeks of the season. They're now 10th overall. For the entire season, just every progressive week, their defensive line continues to get and wreak havoc in the backfield. It's super stunning, uh, and it's frankly quite shocking. Now, they don't score any points, so maybe the bye week will help them out to you know, maybe be able to, if they can muster 17 points in this game, I think they cover the 11. Uh, and Tennessee's offensive line still can't pass block at all. Now, they get around it by, when at least when they had Henry and they ran play action, it just creates enough time for Tannehill to get the ball out. But he might be running for his life in this game. It just feels like it's such an, the Tennessee, the Titans will just overlook them to the point where it will feel like a game in the third quarter. Then you just have to hope A.J. Brown doesn't score two 80-yard touchdowns. And then Texans cover, so I'll take the Texans. This could be my super lock tie and it's simply because of why the league is this the league is so weird the titans they beat the bills the chiefs the rams ultra competitive game against an nfc team we all really like in the saints and now it's time to play the texans double digit favorites this league is so stupid the texans cover like they just will like, and my case is because this league is stupid. We've seen it forever. I don't even call it a letdown spot if you believe in that, but yeah, it's going to be a close, weird game. Titan Texans got us. Uh, sorry. Who did we say that the, the Titans play next week in a big England. game? The Patriots. Yeah. Boys. Boys. Uh, yeah. Give me, uh, give me the Texans. Could be my super lock. Jeff, we have picked the same in every game. I don't know what to say. Today's program is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition really, really simple. I know it's made my healthy mornings much better because the kids are getting really old now, so they're super active in the morning. So I have to wrangle them. I got to get them up. I got to get them something to eat. I got to show prep for my show while I'm doing all of that. Then I got to get them to school, then get to work. Sometimes I just don't have time to make myself the proper breakfast that I need. That's why AG1 by Athletic Greens, the category leading superfood product, has really helped me out. It brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. Keeping up with the research, knowing what to do, and taking a bunch of pills and capsules is hard on your stomach, and it's hard to keep up with. To help each of us be at our best, like myself, they simplify the path to better nutrition by giving you one thing with all the best things. And it's pretty tasty. I'm not going to lie to you. And I feel great all day. It gives me that burst I need in the morning, that healthy feeling where I have energy and it all comes in one tasty scoop. AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green food blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. The special blend of high quality bioavailable ingredients in a scoop of AG1 work together 
to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus. That's really been the key for me. Aid with gut health and digestion and support a healthy immune system, effectively replacing multiple products or pills with one healthy, delicious drink. I even got my wife on it now, and she enjoys it. And she doesn't really enjoy anything of this nature. She's all in on AG1. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar. I'm not on any of those diets, and I'm taking it anyway, and it's making me feel great. There's no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. Well, keeping it tasting, good. Join the movement of athletes, lifeletes, moms, dads, rookies, first-timers, and everyone in between taking ownership of their daily health and focusing on nutritional products that they really need in the simplest manner possible. That's Essentialist Nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Well, let's let's change that up right now. Green Bay at Minnesota. Minnesota is do whatever you pick. I don't care. You well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll let you pick first. Uh, the Vikings are a two and a half point underdog at home 49 is the over under obviously no aaron jones uh, aj hot fire dylan will be running hot fire potentially over the vikings you just got a first-hand look at the vikings we were all on the vikings except for you but can they knock off the packers here yeah i mean i guess if you saw last week i wasn't as confident as i should be at i want to think about it but i don't know an embarrassing effort letting um this, the amount of and longs that the Chargers gave up last week. Frustrating. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Minnesota here. Uh, how many points did you say I was getting? Two and a half. Oh, I wish I was getting the full three. Well, I don't uh, think you're going to get that. I think it's going the other way. I think you should be jumping on the two and a half now. This could probably this will be pick them by kickoff, if not Vikings minus one. Yeah, Vikings. I mean, the diagnosis—it's like they just play close games. The Packers, though, taught us a lot last week. They don't need Aaron Rodgers to be great. They can win games against other good football teams without him. There, you know, that was a message that I think was delivered. I mean, the message the that was delivered is that they're not that good. That's the message I got. I came away from that game very unimpressed with Green Bay. No, to me, it was a mess as they can win. And unimpressed with them because when have they played? A, when's the last time we saw Green Bay play a good game? I looked up, right? Right. So I, I'm on the different side against, of Pat, but now I'm on the same side as you. They scored Great. seven yeah. points against the against the Chiefs. Now that's a love game. Like he wants to throw that away. They scored. They they beat the the Cardinals 24-21 in a really weird game that wasn't that impressive. They that they won the game. Against Washington, they won, but Washington had like 17,000 trips to the red zone and didn't score. Uh, they they slept walk against the Bears to only get them by 10. They took the Bengals to OT to only win that. Like, they didn't play great against the Steelers. I've yet to see the Packers, like, play amazingly, have a great game. Be like, oh, wow, here's the – I'm really impressed at the Green Bay Packers and what they can do, other than, like, the second half of Monday Night Football against the Lions back in week two. The Vikings have been playing tough games. Two and a half points. They don't even have to. I don't know why they are favored. They shouldn't be favored. The Vikings are the better football team up and down. Give me Minnesota. I love the the Vikings in this game. Love, 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 love. 
I don't I like Minnesota. Him, I don't condone his message, though. I'm putting Minnesota on the parlay. Oh, you're throwing I, an I underdog in the parlay? Yeah, I am, because I don't think they should be an underdog. So I'm getting plus 115 when I should be having to lay, like, minus 120. Uh, it's foolish that I ha- that the Vikings are underdogs in this game. It's not this, fair that Pat gets auto these are people, That line is based upon people looking at records, not looking at teams. Uh, what does Green Bay do better than Minnesota? I don't know that they do much better than Minnesota. And now they're going into Minnesota to play this game? Yeah, I, I think they're going to get got big time. I, I think the Packers are – this is the game of the week. It's going to be a fun game, but I don't think Green Bay has the, the talent to beat Minnesota. Give me the Vikings here pick. So I don't know if it's – I think it's going to be underwhelming game of the week that you, when you watch this, you're like, what are these teams doing? It's just going to be a lot of weird three and outs. Maybe because the Packers Al, don't play. Good. Alan Lazard drops eight passes or something like that. and Maybe the passes are two on the money for Alan Lazard. He had a really bad game. Seahawks, but the Vikings, yeah. the Vikings, the advanced analytics, the analytics would agree that the Vikings are a better team than the Packers. You are correct about that. Just overall, top to bottom, the Vikings have played better than the Packers have so far this year. And the Packers keep doing stupid things like how many field goals has Crosby missed? Like short field goals. Mm. That's never a good situation. But if you're going to give me less than three with the Packers, who continue to cover every spread, have the far superior quarterback, and they far. might. You, yes, I would. Far? Yes, far. he's superior. I don't think he's far superior to Kirk Cousins. Did, did, you can make the case did, he's did, better. Did realize you were? I can make the case that Aaron Rodgers is no, better. No, of than course Kirk you Cousins. should make the case that, he's better because he would be MVP. <laughs> but to say he's far superior, no, he is far, far superior. Who? He's far superior to Ryan Tannehill. He's far superior to Carson Wentz. He's far superior to Tua. He's not far superior to Kirk Cousins. Are he's you okay? Are, are you back in on Kirk Cousins? I he might be this. I'm really excited by what this Vikings team has been doing the last few weeks, even though they lost that weird game on Halloween to Dallas. The, the Vikings are just a better, they are the best team with the worst record. Like, they're the, the unluckiest team in football. This is an eight and two team in a four and five record. And I'm so excited to see them. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know why. I just hate the Packers this year. Hate them, hate them, hate them. I don't think they're very good. I think they're very fluky. And I expect them to get trounced in a game where they're the inferior opponent. And uh, I think they're just about worse at every position on the field outside, I guess, of quarterback somewhat. Uh, I would say that the Packers have a better defense and they have a better quarterback. And that's good enough for me in this game, especially when there's nothing that the Vikings love to do more than just blow a really winnable game. Oh, yeah. And that's, th- that's going to be tough to cover the two and a half here. Like they could lose by three and all of a sudden the Packers are covering and the Packers just find a way to cover every single week. I'm just, I'm not going to say, well, I believe in the numbers. You don't. So that's one yeah, thing. I, 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 just, I believe I'm someone who's betting the Vikings to win this football game. Um, but Tim just, how can you take him seriously? What do you mean? I'm taking the better team. Getting no, points. you're fine. That's okay. You're you're taking a shot. You're picking a, a a game that it's the NFL. It's 50-50, 55-45, whatever percentage. You might be right. You might be wrong. You are one hundred and fifty percent wrong. And this is someone who isn't even a Kirk Cousins hater that defends Kirk Cousins that feels like he is unfairly maligned most of the time for how he plays quarterback. That that primetime stat is just so who gives a shit and ridiculous and all these things. But Aaron Rodgers is like, it's a definitive gap. 
between Aaron Rodgers is in the definitive gap part of quarterbacking before we get to like the fourth best quarterback. Yeah, okay, but Kirk like Cousins is like even seven. in that next group. So then to Cus- say that it, the gap between he's it, like between gap between like three and seven or two and seven. That's not a significant difference. The way it would be between like two and sixteen. I'm sorry, I don't see it. I don't think the argument can be made. You know, I don't. I don't even feel like I want to press the issue because everyone at home like. Okay. Well, fine. UK, you went from Kirk Cousins is basically as good as Aaron Rodgers, where you're at now, from like no, I five weeks ago, Kirk. where Kirk Cousins is the like a bottom five quarterback shouldn't be starting. I don't think I ever said either of those two sentences, and I don't think any fair-minded viewer would say I said either of those. Things. But like Cousins is like seventh or eighth or ninth overall, and Rodgers is like second, third, fourth, fifth overall. So Even like, yeah, others read it. Even Vikings Reddit would tell you you're obviously. You're insane. I, I, I'm saying I, I continue saying Rogers is better, but to say it's a significant gap, no, I, I don't. I don't actually don't think that that's true. I don't think anyone thinks that that's true. There's a gap, but it's not a significant gap. This is not Rogers versus Tua. This is not Rogers versus Jared Goff. Kirk Cousins is that's a more significant a gap. Uh, I, I think we're just words are being used imprecisely here. But you also said Tannehill was a part of that, too. I don't think that there's anything really. I think Cousins is better than Tannehill, but like marginally better. OK, well, I like Cousins more than than you do, perhaps, in this instance. So when did this change for you, by the way? I don't know. I'm just t- t- watching games and I'm liking what I'm seeing from Minnesota, even though the tragic things keep happening to them. I continue to yeah, think it's Minnesota Kirk Kirk is really good. good. And I think Cousins Chargers, is Chargers are down four corners and we had. We literally put a CFLer on Justin Jefferson all game. Kirk okay. Cousins look good. Like I, I don't think we. Okay, fine. Like Vikings are going to win this game comfortably. I, 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 I think Aaron Rodgers has entered like the Patrick Reed zone here. Is that if people didn't like hate Aaron Rodgers now, that this would be like three and a half. Like we're getting we're getting an <laughs> we hate Aaron Rodgers point. Maybe I don't know. I mean, Rodgers is getting there because he's a jerk, and I don't like him. And really? like, I, don't I, like I, I would I would not have guessed that you don't like Aaron Rodgers. And like, too. like Patrick Reed, he won one thing really in his career, and it's the most impressive thing ever, right? It's a major or it's a, a Super Bowl, but like talk about a career that has been incredibly underwhelming for the talent he's got. Yeah, I guess Patrick Reed and Aaron Rodgers are a pretty good comparison. I would Patrick argue Reed. Patrick Reed's a significant overachiever in terms of, of I don't that. know, with his skill set, I think he should have won more than one major championship in his career and finished more than what? three times in the top 10 in a major or four times in the top 10 in a major like Patrick Reed yeah he went through that stretch before he won the masters where he hadn't been in the top 10 of a ma- of a major at all for a long period of time right like I don't know not really quite accomplished as much as I think he could with the skill set he possesses I think you might be overrating Patrick Reed's skill set I think that's read one of the best short game players I've ever seen. That's great. That's fantastic. That's not going well, to I, win you. That's I, not, highly, th- highly rate that. I actually think that is the least. his skill Yeah, that is the least so important thing respects. in modern golf. I know, but I just, because I struggle at that. I'm always so impressed when people are good at that stuff. <laughs> Here he goes again. Good God. All right, next game. Uh, I'm the only one on the Packers, apparently. Baltimore at Chicago. Chicago is a six-point dog at home. 46 is the over-under. Bears coming off of a bye. Ravens coming off of a mini bye after losing to the Dolphins last week. Six seems low because I think that Lamar is going to run all over the Bears. But I got this in the back of my mind. Like, how do you feel? Actually, Tim, they're your Super Bowl pick. They just lost to Miami in primetime. 
How do you think that people feel about the Ravens right now? Do you think they're just very willing to go back to the Ravens, call it a mulligan, go pick on the Bears? Or do people have like more respect for the Bears now and they're kind of down on the Ravens? Hmm. I would actually split the difference. I, I think people are slightly more up on the Bears these days, but also they're willing to give Baltimore the benefit of the doubt because there's just nobody out there in the AFC that, that knocks you out. And Lamar has played well in so many games. Yeah, he had a bad game in prime time, but it was a Thursday game. So, I mean, I think that's why the line reflects this. This, this line kind of doesn't even look like what it ought to, given that the Ravens played so poorly on a Thursday night. I, I think it's a very tough game. I, I, I'm going to take the Ravens, but with no confidence. I could easily see the Bears covering this game. I don't think they're going to win it. But could this be like a 27-24 type game where Baltimore has to sort of escape at the end and the, the Bears play them super close? Ab- absolutely. Uh, I, I'm quite concerned. So that's why they're not going nowhere near my, my parlay. But uh, I will take Baltimore in a game. But again, it's tough. Uh, but the Bears are also have a Thanksgiving game coming. Uh, and of course, it's their na- a national game for them. So I don't know if it's just look-ahead potential, but I don't, I'm saying a lot of things without saying anything at all. I, I, I like Baltimore here, but I don't love them. They've only, I, the Ravens have only covered this number twice so far this season, Jeff. And it was against the Broncos and Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, Bears were on by last week. Yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to. Okay, uh, the Ravens might be my super lock. Uh, they fit into really good team that I think could go to the Super Bowl off embarrassing loss. And yeah, their opponent had a bye, but you can maybe counteract that because they've had the extra rest this week. So if you're a Bears fan, maybe you're a little annoyed about that. Um, and there's this, like the last time we saw the Bears was in prime time in a game that they covered, but like the public feels like they won and it might be getting mental public credit for winning against a Steeler team that, I think we're coming to roost at the moment. I know injuries are having their way with the Steelers and maybe the chargers can be the fortune of some Steeler injury situations or just being bad um, at this very week, week in time. But also I'll give a lot of credit to, to not just like the whole Ravens coaching staff. Um, Martindale's a fantastic defensive coordinator that can give a young quarterback total fits, especially if the Ravens are in a position on the scoreboard where Chicago is now having to force issues. Give me, give me the Ravens. And as I said, potential super lock. I'm with you. I think that the Ravens get back on track in this game. The one thing you notice about the bears defense this season, like their coverage is okay. They can get a pretty good pass rush and maybe that there's a blueprint of what to do with Lamar right now. Cause you see two inferior teams being the lions and the Dolphins both able to contain Lamar in the pocket and not let him get to the outside. I don't know if every team can do that, but that'd be the first place I'd start. It's like, how the hell do these two awful defenses keep Lamar under check and just try to replicate that? I don't know if that's going to be possible. Or maybe Baltimore now has time to adjust and figure out ways to scheme around that. But I just don't think that Baltimore's got the goods here. If they cover, it feels like a backdoor cover for the Bears. And you know, if the Ravens, if they don't let them get up like 17 nothing like the Ra- the Ravens enjoy just kind of letting teams kind of walk over them a little bit in the first half they come out guns blazing put up a point on the first drive put up a touchdown on the first drive i think they can run away with this so i will take baltimore minus 6 on the road in chicago the coin does like chicago though although the three of us 
like Baltimore. Midway point of the show, Cust, you know what that means. It's time for Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner. <laughs> okay, so I got a couple of topics, and you can tell me which one you want to talk about. Uh, I'm basically setting myself up to be a barista, and I wanted to talk about hot dogs. So, what, which of the two would you like me to tackle? Well, we can kind of uh, we can just dispel the barista thing for a second. Jeff Tim bought an espresso because Bronstetter told him to, and now he, he's like, "I drink the fanciest coffee in the world." Now, I own an espresso. I think that they're great, but I don't think I'm on some sort of upper echelon of making coffee. I just press a button. Well, but I'm also getting a milk frother too. We have that, that goes with the package. Yeah. And like Bronsetter didn't tell me to get it. He just, when I mentioned that I was interested, he was very encouraging. has been very helpful, uh, giving me some advice about sales and whatever. And, and he's so- done his research. He's a good guy to buy a product after yes. he's owned it because he's a thorough, he's thorough. He is very thorough. So he will know the market and yeah. So I picked up, I ordered uh, a bunch of coffee pods, uh, or sorry, capsules as they're called. You know, pods are for curing people. We use capsules uh, in Nespresso. And uh, I've got that. I've got a milk frother. And like, I'm going to now make my own cappuccinos and make my own espressos and lattes and flat whites and all that stuff. You're going to make, did you say you're going to make your own flashlight? Flash, no, (laughs) flat white. I'm going to make my own flat whites as well. Don't stick your your dick in that. It'll be too hot. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's why you want the Uh, flashlight. uh, Please, let's not talk about it. Stop it. Stop it. This is all too vile. I was trying to talk about coffee. Uh, So I'm basically going to be like my own personal barista. I'll be able to make my own cappuccinos and my own, like, lattes. Now I'm starting to look at, like, where are some good places to buy some demitasses and uh, some various those glass cups that you drink certain things out of. And so I've been sort of scouting where like usually and by that, I mean, basically the Bay where I can find like good quality items to purchase, to go as accessories for my new coffee machine, my Nespresso and frother. So yeah, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a barista essentially for myself. Uh, this I'll- is another example of you like taking a step and a half, but then like thinking you're an expert. I'm kind of I'm not an expert yet. I have a lot to learn. But in like two weeks' time after this thing arrives, I'm kind of be I'm going to be kind of an expert. So when you know, it you're literally it. like everyone has this. All the my wife has this. She can make she froths the milk. She has her Nespresso. She doesn't think she's special. Like, like you're the last you're the last adopter of this, and then you think you've a discovered something and b think you you you're like advanced you're not everybody has an espresso machine in their house that is that your contention you talk about elitism and being out of course you think that it's (laughs) not everybody adopters you're like very in the in the technological phrasing of this we are at the late adopter stages of this of nespresso that's fair but i think there's it's I, i still don't think would you say five percent of households have a nespresso i don't want to do this that I don't want to do this, but I'd say a lot of the people that you know or interact it, with probably honestly, do. it makes me a, a barista is somebody who makes coffee. So you know what? If I make my own cappuccino and I learn to make those like little 
like designs that you see on the TikTok on top. Oh of yeah, the... yeah. I I would like to. I want to see this. You make your own <laughs> designs. I could do it. How hard Re- can it be? Oh, get again. Like, I mean, obviously, you take one step. You're literally an expert at everything. I'm not an expert yet, it's but your I your mo. Yeah, he gets it in two weeks, Jeff. So how long till you're designing your? Well, two to five bits. Two to five days delivery, I believe, is what the website said. All right. So how long until you can make your own patterns in the like foam of the cappuccino? I feel like it's going to take me like a week or so. And I'll start with simple ones like smiley faces and like lightning bolts and stars and uh, circles and like swirls. But then I'll, I'm sure I'll learn to get more complicated and make like, I don't know, like like sports logos or something. You will never. You will like, never. Like lightning bolt. I can make a Chargers lightning bolt logo, I bet. in the No, car. you can make like a lightning bolt, a vertical one, but I guarantee you couldn't make with an um, this one that's like Maybe. very pointy and annoying anyway so i'm just really proud of myself for doing I, you didn't you didn't do anything you bought a product that's what I say. you bought a me. product that so many moms and grandmas and no like, and not even, and not me. ruining it for me what am i ruining you're, and you're the, you hold on you you already just took a shot at curing people what, what's the difference in price in that like 50 bucks I, I couldn't tell you. You are doing. acting like you bought like a $10,000 cappuccino machine. You bought an espresso. I, I bought a cappuccino machine, but it's also an espresso machine. And it's also a, uh, a, a coffee machine. And it's also a, a flat white machine. It does everything at an economical price. And like you can get all these elite like coffees that I was looking at on the website. You don't need like to tell these- me I have one. Yeah. Okay, but I'm actually in the Nespresso club now. Like I signed up to be in the Nespresso club. So you, and so, you, so you reserve the right to have your email overflowing with Nespresso stuff? Well, I want those emails. Why? I was like, that's really cool. Because I want to see all the new various coffees that are coming out. So I get my hands on them. I don't drink this stuff. And I know like they're very hoity-toity, like with where you can buy it. So like packages of it just arrive at my house. Yeah, you have to you have to set up an automatic online delivery or else you have to go to the actual Nespresso place to go buy the pods. Which I actually would prefer to do. To be honest right. with you, I'd like to of go course. To the pods myself and like get a just get a look at them. I, I I'm Tim. I can design artistry on the top of a coffee how hard each time. Draw, like- I can't figure out how to auto order pods online. I'm sure I could auto order, but I don't want to auto order because there's so many different types of flavors and things that I want to like experiment with the different stuff. I know what I get really good at. Maybe I'm better at making cappuccinos in this machine than I am at making lattes. I don't. What do you know. mean make? You press a fucking button on the top and it makes it for yeah, you. You also got to froth the milk in the right way, and then you got to make sure you get the ratio right between the milk and the and the espresso and stuff. So there's lots to learn. I am by no means an expert yet, but I feel like you act like one and you talk like one. And I'm going to be like a a junior barista. Like, will I be an expert? No, but I'll sort of be like a self-made man. Like I'll sort of know more about it than the average Joe. And I'm kind of, I'm proud that I'm learning this. And I mean, you guys can poo-poo it and say, oh, you're not really accomplishing anything. I I think I've accomplished something here. No. No, And I bought it online, which I think is also an accomplishment. Everyone else does this. But I don't buy things online. Did but you, I did. Did you have to put your credit card online? Yes. And I, my heart like be, oh, beat it no. out of my chest I'm gonna when te- I did it. I'm going to text that scammer that's always trying to get me to click on phishing links through my text messages to tell him that you're finally available online. Sorry, your <laughs> identity. It's been stolen. <laughs> well, my phone's already been hacked through Bluetooth. So what else is new, right? Jeff. Or whatever. 
The day that Tim switches from Velcro to laces on his shoes, can you imagine the amount of bragging he's going to do? Stop it. Just stop <laughs> it. I just wanted to bring up that I'm going to become like an amateur barista. That's all. Because that's what I'm going to be. You're literally just saying I'm going... Look, I'm making toast. Does that make me something? What does that make me? I'm making no. toast. No, uh, making toast is not the same as being an amateur cook. But look. Yes, it is. Why, well, why is that any different? Well, it's, it's not quite the same type of... I'm putting school. it in. I'm hitting two buttons. I'm eating my toast. Yeah, it's I, not the same. I, I'm an amateur chef because I had soup for lunch. I made my like, own I'm, soup, Tim. I, I'm scouting out the right type of like glass cups for lattes and for la- and espressos and the demi tasses and like I'm gonna have all the little tiny spoons that you can use to eat the crema with or whatever. Like I'm I'm very excited to sort of like really accessorize this whole coffee making experience <laughs> to being sort of this amateur barista. I feel like we're at the point where. If we lived closer and hung out, you would go shopping with my wife. <laughs> and I, you'd like leave me home to like watch the game. No, I, I like to shop on my own, but as also a part of the mall walks or whatever. Amateur barista. Now, I can make you a professional barista. I know a guy who owns a Starbucks. Oh, and I know people who are actual like or used to be legit baristas. I'm never going to be to that level. I haven't got that type of skill or even the time to learn. You don't have the type of skill to do the same job as someone who works at Starbucks, but you're going to be doing artisan work at the top of your coffee. uh, Well, very, very limited artisan work. Like, can I make a three leaf clover? Sure. I'm sure I could do that. I don't think you could. And a smiley face. And uh, I'm sure there's YouTube videos about how to like make designs with the froth milk or whatever i'm you know what i am a hundred percent you are correct on that and you can research it all you want you do not have the motor skills you're the same guy that just dropped a coffee cup on his arm and got bruised by it earlier today well it it fell out of the cupboard i just didn't expect it to fall like that i guess it was poorly stacked so you don't have the proper like twitch reaction time to like catch that on the way down but you're gonna have the precision like a surgeon in order to do not so much from you but i'm gonna say you could even like ice a cake i have iced cakes it's not that hard is the that... first time I tried to ice a cake, I did it while the cake was still hot because I thought in my brain that, <laughs> oh, well, it's hot, so the icing will, will, will go smoother. Sort of like a knife that's hot goes through butter uh, more easily. Whereas it's the exact opposite with a cake. You want to let that thing cool down before you frost it. Uh, so I oh, learned yeah. that lesson the hard way. <laughs> did my we... cake just became a smashed up uh, cake that was like a, like a, like a pudding with, uh, with the icing mixed into it. That's how I ate it because like, wasn't throwing it out because I made it and spent the money to make it. But also, like, the top all fell off and you tried to put the icing on the hot cake. So, yeah, it sort of became like a big bowl of, like, trifle or pudding or whatever. Jeff, I can't recall if I mentioned this to you on the show last week. So just I've been talking about it amongst my friends for, like, two weeks now because none of us can get over it. Did I tell you that Tim thought that his arms were stronger than his legs? Did I tell you that? Did we talk about that? That's so crazy. That's oh, I didn't know what was stronger. Right? It didn't, didn't occur to me that my legs would be stronger. Again, it's another one of these like common sense that things that people I don't even think like they just know. You just can realize. Well, I didn't know. I, or if I knew, I just never realized. Like it just didn't occur to me. All right. Well, it's sorry. Jump- Okay, well, let's jump to the second set of games. We, we flew through that. If we didn't spend uh, 45 minutes every week on Cuss Corner, then you know, we can still get this in at an economical we time. The first half hour of the show basically doing that. There we go. Oh, and Jeff's mic check. Jeff's tech check. (laughs) 
which I think is still, I keep hearing like big, like in my ears. So I assume Jeff's going to talk about hot dogs. I have a fire take about hot dogs. Do you want to save that for, is it that hot dogs actually a Thanksgiving food? Because you can save that for the Thanksgiving show. <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> we'll save it for the for the main slate show. I, I have to come up with a Thanksgiving one. Since our, send your uh, cuss corner Thanksgiving topics to both me and Tim on Twitter. Maybe we can crowdsource please, this one. Please do, because I, I, I haven't got one off the top of my head. So please, people, send it, send it to me. Bengals at Raiders. Raiders are a one-point dog at home. 50 is the over-under. Bengals coming off of... Not a great situation for them the past few weeks. Uh, They beat the Ravens. They were living large, and it's kind of gone all downhill. They lost to the Browns. They lost to the Jets. Now the Raiders are in a really weird spot here. I I found this game very hard to cap. I thought it was going to be two and a half, and you could have told me it was Raiders two and a half. You could have told me it was Bengals two and a half. Have we massively overrated the Bengals? Did they kind of hit their peak and now they're on their way back down? And what do we even do with the Raiders? Like, was last week just like, meh, like, the Chiefs got it figured out and maybe the Raiders weren't as good as maybe we thought they were. or Maybe they've just been kind of affected by what's happened to this team. It all kind of caught up with them. Yeah. And now they can kind of get out of that and be back up on the upswing. Like you could, I am not betting this game because I have no real lean either way, unless you guys want to sell me. Nope. I feel the same way with you. I wouldn't go near this game with a 20 foot pole. I have no earthly idea what's going to happen. You can't trust either institutionally, historically, or this season the Bengals or the Raiders to do anything sensible. I will take the Bengals uh, only because I trust them slightly ever so more than I trust the Raiders uh, and they're coming off a bye. But yeah, it's a very confusing spot. I just think if I look at the two teams, I mean, Chase is the best receiver in the game, even though I think Renfro and Waller are marvelous pass catchers. I like Burrow more than I like Carr. I like the Bengals' uh, pass rush better than I like the Raiders' pass well, rush. Well, that, so. that, that you shouldn't, as the Raiders have the best pass rush in football. I don't – I know they do, and it doesn't make sense to me because I watched them on Sunday night, and, like, they were not harassing Patrick Mahomes against an offensive line that's not that fantastic. Well, because Patrick, all, Pat, so. Patrick Mahomes, they completely switched up their game plan of, hey, let's not just stare down Travis Kelsey and Tyree Hill the entire time. I, I don't sacked. know. I just – the, 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 Bengals, the Bengals have the 26th rated pass rush in football. They do, and the Raiders have a really good one, and yet I picked the Raiders last week in part because I expected that pass rush to be really impressive. So maybe I'm just being totally reactionary by picking against them. But anyway, I like the Bengals here. I don't, I, I don't trust either team. I trust the Bengals ever so slightly more. Jeff? I think I was the only one last week to pick the Chiefs here. Correct. Um in this game and and tim kind of hits on it i don't really trust or know if i want to trust either team but i actually do have more just faith in the Bengals at the moment they haven't been through what the raiders have been through they are off a bye historically i mean will the raiders overcome something that's really hard you can't even put it into historical context just in terms of what the month was for them at least I, I can't think of anything. Um, and they're a team that historically can start hot and fade. And now I think they have more reason to fade. Just there's a lot to overcome external factors. So there's an unknown with the Bengals. I guess for the case of, of picking a game willing to bank on. Give me the Bengals. I'm going to go with Vegas. 
home underdog. They just have to win the game outright. I think they've shown they can compete with a lot of these upper echelon teams, especially in the AFC North. They beat the, have they, have they played the Browns yet? I can't remember. No, I don't think so, but they have beaten the Steelers. And, and they beat uh, the Ravens. In week. The, the, Ravens Ravens, the Browns beat the shit out of the Bengals before they're by. No, he's talking about uh, Oakland. Has Have they played the uh, the Bengals? Or so have they played? No, I, I think Oakland's got a real hard schedule coming up. Too. Yeah, I don't know that they've played. Uh, they also play in Las Vegas, by the way, in case you were wondering. No, whatever. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So I'm taking Vegas. I don't think they've played the Browns yet. Arizona is at Seattle. Seattle is a two and a half point dog in this game. They were favored by a point and a half on the early spreads last week. 49 is the over under. Clearly, Russell Wilson was not right whatsoever in that game against Green Bay. But I don't know if Kyler is going to be back for this game. I really don't. And Colt McCoy is dealing with a strained pack, so he's not even going to be 100% if he ends up starting. Like The Cardinals have a bye week next week. So if Hopkins is still like not even close to being hurt, you're still tied for the number one seed in the NFC right now. You, you don't have the tiebreaker against the Packers, whatever. I think you would much rather have Kyler Murray be 100% the rest of the season uh, and try to get the number one seed and go into the playoffs that way than try to bring him back too early. So I think I'm just going to blindly take Seattle now because I think if Kyler comes back, he's not 100%. And I do think this is a bit of an overreaction to how bad Seattle looked a week ago. And a no reaction to how bad Arizona looked last week. So I'll just take Seattle at home. How healthy is Wilson? I would say that he'll be a lot healthier this week. Is he close to 100%? I doubt it. Probably not. Because if he's close or anything near it, then like I'd be all over Seattle. Um, I think the cards have to be the play here. I do. I, 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 even if Murray doesn't go, I think I actually do think he will go. I for this divisional game, I think the reason he missed last week was to make sure he was ready for a divisional game this week. That's just my supposition. I could be wrong about that. I like the cards here. I mean, the the cards like the Titans are the top team or tied for the top team in their conference, and no one really likes to talk them up much. But they're good. They're better than I ever thought they would be. Uh, and I just nothing I, again. The next time Seattle looks impressive in a game will be like one of the first times this year I see them be impressive. It's been a while since I've been wowed by Seattle. So taking the Cardinals. Okay. Jeff? I take I take Arizona too, but I don't have a feel at all for it. It's a life on the line match for the Seahawks in this game. They lose this, they're done. Like they're like Well, let's hope so, because some of us have that pick. That is true. This is looking good for you. So me and the coin are going with Seattle here. Well, you guys are going with Arizona, Dallas, and Kansas City. Kansas City got things right, yet they're only a two and a half point favorite at home. Fifty six and a half is the over under. This is your stack. Fifty six. This is your stack game on DraftKings for the week. That said, I like Dallas to cover the two and a half. I don't know if Kansas City's completely out of the woods. What one win against the Raiders? Problem solved. I'm not buying it. I think that Dallas top to bottom is probably a better team they're a more complete team at the moment um and again the really the spot one of the main reasons i went back to dallas last week against atlanta is that atlanta can't run the ball that's how you get to dallas that's how minnesota got to dallas in that game and kept it low scoring obviously cooper rush played but that's how they were effectively moving the ball every time that dallas has struggled this year even against the broncos just teams run it up the middle against them there's nothing they can do about it 
Kansas City just doesn't do that. And I think if they want to go toe for toe, shootout for shootout in this spot, I think that the Dallas offense can move the ball just as effectively as the Kansas City offense. And Dallas has the better defense. So I will take Dallas plus two and a half. I agree with every word you said, Dallas. Every word. You said it perfectly. Yeah, make it make it three of us. Uh, and again, I've been really um, not hard. Like, I've been waiting for the Chiefs to come back and survive and thinking their season was never dead because of how things are going to shape up. And they've kind of shaped up exactly that way. And they can lose this game and they'll still control their own destiny with um, AFC West play. But I think Dallas can do to the Chiefs what almost like Tennessee did, which is really just just get them in every which way. Obviously, I expect more competitive. I don't expect the turnovers, and I expect the Chiefs to be able to keep up and probably get a very entertaining game here. That would be that'd be fun. But give me give me Dallas the run, the pass, gallop back as well, just adds another dimension, it seems, and Dak was comfortable going right right to him. Yeah. I mean, this Chiefs team is two weeks removed from scoring 13 points against Green Bay at home. The Giants like, at home. Or no. and, 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 yeah, well, Green Bay at home, 13 points. And then, yeah, against the Giants, they scored, what, 20? 21 against the Giants? Like, yeah, they play great against the Raiders, but one swallow does not a summer make. Let's see them play. If they, if they take care of the Dallas Cowboys, then okay. That's different. Then we can legitimately say, oh, they're back to, to, to 2020, 2019 form. But uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. Let's uh, let's go with Dallas here. Sunday night football. Jeff, you get to watch your team in prime time. You get to stew all Sunday long. Watch these other the teams best. that you barely ever see. I know you hate this. It's actually Monday night is probably worse for you, but there's yeah. six. No, no. Sunday's the best. Okay. But you said you you like when you get the games out of the way early. No, okay, Sunday night, A, the, A has become like the pinnacle game. It's a game the Chargers don't really get on. I don't even think they played on a single Sunday night last year. Thursday night sucks because you lose Thursday. I'm just sour on Sunday. Monday's annoying because I just want to play on Sunday. I don't want to have to wait all of Monday to Monday night. Sunday and the last night, time we played Sunday was against the Steelers, right? Didn't the Steelers crush Yeah, we lost. I was in Vegas. Really freaking annoying game to Duck Hodges. Like, I smack myself harder. I should deserve to in a goddamn soccer stadium. Um, but Sunday's the best because you get the full Sunday experience and then you get your team play with the elite broadcast in football. So, super excited about it. And it's an important, I guess, time for the Chargers. And I'm going to apologize because I feel like I probably cut you off with the, with the spread or an intro and I didn't get yelled at. So, Thank you, but I don't even know if there is a spread because I don't know if the game's on the board anymore. Uh, yes, it is still minus five now. Uh, that'll be the new spread that we have for this game. And it was six before we started the show. It is now <laughs> minus five after the news that both Joey Bosa and Jerry Tillery, 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 uh, they're on the COVID-19 list. I don't know if that means that they're officially out for the game, but it looks like they're not playing right now. Really? Is that why you it were wondering? If they're vaccinated, right? If they're vaccinated, then as long as they get two negative tests in a row and don't have uh, symptoms, they can be cleared uh, to play. But it, it depends on their circumstances. But, but we have yet to see that with anyone 
this season, I think, that they went on the yeah. COVID list being vaxxed or unvaxxed and like midweek and got to play on Sunday. Like, yeah, gener- I, I gener- think generally, if you test positive, it's probably a positive. Honestly, I was kind of thinking Bosa could use maybe like a week off right now. So this doesn't. So you gave him COVID. You made out with him, didn't you? <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, Bosa doesn't like to play every single week of a season. Like that's just not who he is. So having a week off, I suppose, would make sense. Although one hopes that he feels better and that he's ready. And hopefully he passes his tests and plays because I'd like to see him play on Sunday night. No, uh, I mean, this, this would be a big hamper. Yeah. For, uh, for us, uh, they got a lot of injury. They could have Hayden out and um, and Claypool out and TJ Watt out. It's really weird. Like I see nonstop Steeler injury stuff. So I'm taking the Chargers with zero confidence. Zero confidence. I have a question for you, Jeff. Are the Chargers like secret bad? Because they kind of seem to be. No, they just are what they are. They're a flawed team that has some high skill players that are able to make some things happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're just part of a uh, malaise. They're far from a, they're, they're, they're a team with malaise forever. They're, they have some significant flaws, but they're good enough to overcome them sometimes and to keep games competitive. I don't think they're utilizing the quarterback to his strengths, which is really frustrating. And we're kind of getting to a point in the season where I would like to see some some improvements from the defense with a defensive-minded coach. But it's not like we're get flirting up, flirting, giving up 50 burgers. Uh, you know, we did have that one game versus the Browns. Uh, but it's not like a consistent thing. And if anything, you look at the points allowed per game outside of, um, you know, the losses outside of the Ravens game, and you're like, we should have been able to win all of these games. So um, I don't I don't know. I, I think the Chargers are kind of still very much what you probably thought they were in in on Labor Day, but maybe not what you thought what they were on November first. So I, I don't think that's an unfair statement. Are you taking the Chargers? Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers. Chargers got to get we. This is. They have to win this game. They have to win this game, and they're going to beat Denver next week. Um, so they'll be back to a bit of a gap over 500. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that a Thursday night or next week against the Chiefs, right? Then the Chiefs on a Thursday night? Isn't that well, what that's I'm... still a little farther down? I still oh, think okay. there's like a Bengals and a Giants game oh, yeah, okay. before the Chiefs. That's a little farther down the road at the moment but yeah i don't know i have i I have questions you know i i'd love to be able to watch the monday presser because i just love the accountability my coach is able to show when things don't go right and there were some weird situations in the viking game and this team is really going to go as far it seems as herbert is going to take them when he plays well they're going to win when he doesn't play well, it, it, um, they're not going to win. I will admit that I probably overshot how good of a team they were, um, potentially, but there are far bigger holes. And then when you add injuries, the, they get bigger, and they're just as they're only going to do what their quarterback. I have heart because no one in the AFC is that good, Jeff. 
they're they're yeah, no, and, and, and I didn't want to... the AFC's flawed, so have heart. Yeah, they... yeah, no, and, and and I'll say this. I feel like I've been better at not saying I'll say this, so that's a positive. Good for you, Feinberg. Um, you when you were talking about the Bills, like how do I put this? The Bills are better than the Chargers. The Bills should beat the Chargers. But the Bills are a matchup that, as a Charger fan, if they were lucky enough to make the playoffs, I would enjoy much more than a team that can just, like, run for six yards on first down every play. Like, if that makes any sense. Like, a finesse team, I think they can hang with. And maybe that's why they they could maybe hang with the Chiefs. But there's a type of team that the Chargers are, like, DOA against at the moment. The Patriots. Imagine getting them in the first round. No, they would doubt game... Yeah, it's weird. I'd rather have Allen beat me on third down than just lose to the Patriots because it's second and three and a half or four every game. Like that, exactly. you know, you'd rather play the Chiefs or Bills than the Ravens or Patriots. Yeah, just because. Yeah, but I don't. But we might not even be good enough to get there. I don't know what you would project the rest of the season. Right now, they'd be the seventh seed and playing in Orchard Park uh, on the opening weekend. Yeah, and I hope the borders are cool enough where I go. I'd come in peace. I'd wear my um, like Chargers military gear because you can't like you don't <laughs> you don't bash the guy. You not listen. We support the troops, and we're just here watching our teams play football. Let's let's hang out like that. It's a great pro tip for road game is to wear your team affiliated military apparel. <laughs> feel like it sort of keeps the rabid dogs off you a bit. I think that's true in like San Francisco or in Las Vegas or in Philadelphia. I don't think it makes a difference. No, no. But if I go to Buffalo, I would be sort of surrounded by like a Bill's posse. Yeah. I'd be like, he's cool. Like, just leave him. If he's a troublemaker, they'd pretend to beat the shit out of me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we I know got him. We got him. Don't worry about him. We got him. Yeah. So, yeah, but that would be a blast. I, I I would love that, but yeah, no flawed team. We got to get going. Mike Williams. Everything feels different since he hasn't at least appeared healthy. Even look at Pat. I'm sure you break this stuff down on your deeper dives of your rostering and stuff. The target share, the targets of Keenan Allen are literally crazier than they were before the year. Like it's back to Keenan Allen targets with no supplemental help from Williams at the moment. Bose is out. We're not getting a second level of pass rush. And and I don't know, we had CFL players on on Justin Jefferson last week. And I would argue they've kind of done been the run defense has kind of been improved in some respects. Like 39 carries for like 138 versus the Patriots and the yards per carry numbers versus the Vikings weren't as worrisome. It actually was a bit of a silver lining in a in a scary way. That's I guess how bad maybe the run defense has been. But yeah, I don't know. Be a lot of Steeler fans. It's a game we gotta win. They, these guys just tied the goddamn Lions. Like we gotta win this game. I I really hope we do. I'll lay five points. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Their offensive line is getting better. They're running the ball more effectively. And frankly, I thought that the drop-off from Mason Rudolph to Ben Roethlisberger was, and Vegas agreed, it was a point and a half of what it was worth. I thought that Mason Rudolph might even be better. If Ben had played against the Lions, the Steelers would have won that game by like 25 points. Like, it, it wouldn't even You're be- probably right, Pat. And also, listen, the Chargers are sort of proving that we're Vikings West. We're, or 
we're just going to play close games. So why wouldn't you take the five points? Exactly. Like we're still and, and in that. They have covered five points once this year. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I am still waiting for my. I am. We're going to. Maybe they're saving it for me, but I'm waiting for my goddamn ceiling game. And with the injury situation, I don't know that I'm getting it now. But they owe me a ceiling game. Even when the, the Chargers would be dog dick, I'd get a ceiling game. So I don't know why I haven't gotten one of those this year, to be perfectly freaking honest. Like, bad teams even get ceiling games. I don't know how good we are. We're not bad. What was the last Herbert ceiling game? Was it Sunday night against the Saints last year? He was player of the week a week ago. Well, when he played against the, the, the Browns, he played well against the Browns. He was player of the week, I think, twice at the, the Brown game, the Eagle game. Like, no, two weeks ago, he was AFC player of the week, I think. So, yeah, I mean, give me a bet. Like, listen, you, you, want, you want to be player of the week. What did they score, like 24 points in that game? 27 points? 27? No, but I'm just saying, you're asking uh, me when's the last time he played really well. He played really well two weeks ago. No, but well but play but playing well in a ceiling game are two completely different things. Oh yeah, sure. Maybe the Brown game. I, I yeah, I don't know. The last listen, three of the last four have not been great. He hasn't had a they've lost point. three of the last four. We had a hiccup sort of like this in the middle of last year, and Justin came out like a bat out of hell. I look forward to getting to pass the ball around the yard two times against the Ravens, a Texans game. Um, so hopefully there there'll be a game or two, maybe. Um, where they can make it happen. It's hard to play a ceiling game, though, Pat. It's hard when the run defense is that bad. And, like, we're just kind of taken out of it. And when we can't find the rhythm, it's been hard to establish it. But I will blame, like, the loss last week, a simple a lack of finding any consistency or rhythm on offense because the defense gave them plenty of chances, got off the field enough to, to win that football game. And, and, and that was... Disappointing at the same time, those goddamn third and longs or second, it's like second and twenties. And in the end, we're giving up first downs. That was bullshit. That was bullshit. I'll take Pittsburgh plus five Monday night football, the giants at Tampa Bay minus 10 and a half. The bucks are favored at home. 49 and a half is the over under. Do we do the thing? Where we're just like, hey, it's past 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Bet against the Bucks. No, not this time. I think because of that loss last week, Tampa will have their full attention in this game. The Giants coming off a bye. I think I just think they'll be really ready to play football. They're the last part of the parlay, and I like them to cover the number. I, I expect Tampa to not play to convention where they play these really tight, close games in primetime against bad teams uh, like they did last year. I believe that they played the Giants super close in a primetime game last season. In Chicago. I expect well, Tampa to, in Chicago, yes. I expect Tampa to take care of business here like 27-13. 20, like, enough to, to easily cover the number. So give me Tampa Bay. What's the gimmick here? I mean, the, the Giants, they're like the Muppets of Monday night. You feed them to the Chiefs. They played great. We got a cover. Uh, now, two weeks later, they got to play Brady. I guess the whole thing, like the Giants are like the Brady kryptonite. Like, it's a weird, I get why, you know, Monday night picks it. They don't get first choice. You get the New York audience. You get the national Brady storyline into the game. 
I don't know. Yeah. I guess if Tampa won even by a point last week, I would pick the Giants easily, but Saquon's back. It's the the Giants. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not overthinking it. I'm not thinking it at all. That's some deep capping Giants. (laughs) I'm thinking the Giants, too. It's the first time they're going to be, like, as close to healthy as they've been all season long. And the Bucs are just struggling through injuries right now. Like, they're going to be fine. And they have a record where they can kind of play the spy ear for a little bit and get everyone healthy. But even the receiving core is not healthy at the moment. So, and Vita Vea is out for a while. So, maybe Berkeley can have some success up the middle. The secondary, their top three corners are all out. Like, there's just enough out. I mean... You know what's going to happen is that there's going to be some sort of weird Danny Fums play and he's going to fum twice in the game and the Bucks are going to recover it for touchdowns. And I'm going to feel like an idiot about it, but 10 and a half is a lot of points. I will take the Giants. Let lock in some picks of the week before I have to go take some more Sudafed and like go to bed because I'm way too sick at this point to get going. Just so stuffy in here in this room. So we were able to fly through that, Tim, despite your best efforts. I don't know. It's my fault. I, I, I plead innocent. I don't think it was my fault. Okay. Well, who are you taking as your super lock? You are currently four yeah, and six. Minnesota, please. Minnesota. Wow. Minnesota I, plus. Pat. Yeah. The game where we just auto, you just auto say before, and I'm going to go the opposite, is the game I step right into the Tim trap on. Exactly. I, this is gross. This is gross. Houston. Oh, Houston. It's the Texans, isn't it? It's the Texans, isn't it? It's Houston. Yeah, oh, gross. That's so grimy, Jeff. Oh. Yeah, gross. Oh, it feels oh. so dirty. Where's Congrats. the sponge? The loofah. I'm taking New Orleans again. New Orleans? Under <laughs> minus three? Just I'm just going to keep riding this until this doesn't work anymore. Because they have covered every game where they have not been over a three-point favorite so far this season. Might as well go back to the well. I think that they are better than the Eagles, even with Simeon. So... Give me the Saints once again. Maybe this week they can lose by one and get in a dodge. Even better. <laughs> I do like Indy a lot, though, against Buffalo. I just don't want to step in front of Buffalo. Yeah, I, 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 that, that was in tight consideration, too. That's too many points. Yeah. Jacksonville was in play for me. Houston was in play for me. Yeah. Uh, so were uh, the Panthers. I like the Panthers quite a bit this week. But anyway. Dallas was in play for me. Pittsburgh is in play for me. There's a few games Baltimore I, was in play for me. There's a couple games that I really like this week. We'll see how that ends up going. Tune in Friday to the Best Bet Show, and you can see how that goes. Moneyline Parlay, Tim. I did this out as you were talking. New England, Carolina, San Francisco, Minnesota, Tampa Bay plays six, six plus 664, so 664. That is correct. That's where we're going this week. You win, you're up money for the year. Sure am. Before we get into the Pilgrim Parlay next week, everybody. And then the other one uh, where we try to go for yet another two for two on Thanksgiving weekend. Well, you that would improve your lifetime record from 12 and 92 to 14 and 92. That'd be awesome. Just awesome. Let's get the win this week and then really jump forward next week. Our friend John Wayne will come visit. Other people will come visit for Thanksgiving. Like me, Walter Matthau. I'll be there. I was in the Bad News Bear. That was the same impression. You didn't no, change your voice. And Alf will be there too. <laughs> the exact same. No, no. John Wayne sounds like this. Walter Matthau sounds like this. They're very different voices. The, those two voices, although sounding nothing like the people they're supposed to sound like, were different. The first time you did it, they were exactly the same. I, I don't think that's true. And I might be there too as Christopher Walken and come 
check out what's going on Thanksgiving weekend with everybody. <laughs> I love your impressions. I do. I know they're good. They're good. No, I'm not quite as good as the guy from Police Academy. I admit that, but I'm pretty good. His name is Michael Winslow from Police Academy. Michael Winslow. Yes, you're right. That is his name. He's got the beeps, the creeps, and the leaps. Can you do those? Can you do all the space ball sound effects? No, I can't. <laughs> see, I'm no, see I'm no Michael Winslow, though. People seen space balls? I mean, like anyone? Yes, I, I feel like people, uh, there are. I've seen it, so that's one. And you've seen it, so that's two. So people have. Okay. Rick, Rick Moranis is in it. And he was a big star at one point. Oh, my God. He's not going to get beat up again now that you've mentioned him, is he? <laughs> no. Remember the last time you mentioned him out of nowhere on the show? Yeah, I remember what happened. Poor fella. It became a Custy Award as most cursed person of the year, Rick Moranis. Anyway, I'd like to thank Jeff and I'd like to thank the coin and Paul and all of you out there, but not Tim and August. Tim and August. That is not my name. Two shows next week. This is our shortest show of the year. I got to go get to sleep. So I'm not even going to do like a preamble on you. For this one, I'm not going to cut you off. I'm not even going to tell you it doesn't matter. I tried to be nice this episode, so I couldn't get into it with you. I got to go blow my nose. It's It's been a tough scene over here. Hopefully, I'm feeling better by the end of the week, and me, Rob, and Cam can really hash it out. I want to thank you guys for sticking with me. Shout out to Jeff Feinberg, who's at three of his past four winners on the PGA Tour, which is amazing. Um, much better than I'm doing. I might just have to tail you this week, sir. So I will see what you're doing up there on oddschecker.com. So... Thank you all for watching, playing the Listener's League, smash the like, leave those reviews, do everything I said at the beginning, and I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!